0: Eagle 107 is W-E-G-H, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealens Grove Seals football. The Sealands Grove Seals play on Eagle
1: 107. Bounces all tackles, spins at to 35, shakes off another defender to 5, spins into the end zone, touchdown Sealens Grove Seals.
0: Now it's time for Seals Game Day from the hearts of Seal Nation, driven by Sunbury Motors. It's a preview of tonight's Seals game, the Heartland Conference, and games all over the central Susquehanna Valley. Now, from the stadium, are Pat O'Brien and Dave Hess.
1: And Sunbury Motors Kia's Routes 11 and 15 on the strip in Hummel's Wharf. This is Pat O'Brien. Dave Hess will join me shortly. Tonight, it's the 6-4 Seals, Grove Seals hosting the 4-6 Midwest Mustangs. And one career meeting, the Seals lead the series 1-0 following the 2018-21-9 win in the District 4 semifinal playoffs one year ago. In that 2018 matchup, the Seals would fall behind, but they were able to get two second-quarter touchdowns and, believe it or not, would go into halftime with the lead they get a late touchdown in that game. They would eventually go on to win the semifinal game one year ago under a rain-soaking night here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. And the Seals Grove Seals would then travel to Jersey Shore, where they would eventually fall to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. But tonight, it's about the Midwest Midwest Mustangs, and we we'll are called it the Border War. The two teams from Snyder County, and there's a lot of buzz around uh, Sealens Grove and around Midwest about this one Dave and excited to be able to bring what we're calling act 2 of the border war the Snar- Snyder County is again in a buzz no doubt about it, anticipation between for this one tonight between Midwest and Sealance Grove. Yes, this
2: is the second annual Snyder County Championship game, correct? Yes, it is. We were undisputed uh, Snyder County champions for many, 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 many years, way back to Harold Bullock, and now here we are. We have a we have a, a cross-county rivalry game. And, yeah, I, this is an exciting game. Um, Midwest came in here last year, first time they ever saw us, first time they ever in a play, playoff uh, situation. They played well. I mean, they had... Had some breaks, but they played well. The, the weather was tough, <clears throat> and it became more of a game than we wanted it to be in the first half. But then the uh, Seals got together and came back. Um, it, it's going to be an interesting night. I, I I look for Midwest to play up, and uh, I, I look for for Seal and Grove to
1: get after them. Let's see if that happens here. And I talked to Derek a little bit about, and boy, he has his thoughts about the way he wants this one to go. And obviously, he wants to see his team improve from the beginning of the game to the end and that's always the goal and what an opportunity here tonight to open up District 4 playoffs at Seals Grove hosting the Midwest Mustangs. The Seals defense held a Montoursville team a week ago to 25 points under the season average so that's what the Midwest Mustangs are going to have to deal with and much improved defense has just got better better throughout the year but the Warriors exposed some weakness in the middle of that defense that's going to need to be cleaned up against Midwest running attack. They have a junior running back Hunter Wolfley, who's enters tonight needing just 89 yards to surpass 1,000 on the season. Hillsgrove usually up for big challenges in the running game. Tonight it's going to be another one of those as they'll look at a junior running back for the Mustangs, like I said, just short of 1,000 yards on the season. He's a, he's a good kid, Wolfley. He's he's a quick kid. Um, just got
2: done interviewing Coach Hicks, and he, had, he had, he's very impressed with that young man's athleticism. And that that is the concern coming into this football game is, you know, we've got to stop him. Uh, we obviously can't give
1: up those big runs. And that's what's gotten Seals Grove uh, in difficult situations. You go back to Central Mountain in a game that Seals Grove was the heavy favorite to win now when against the Wildcats at Central Mountain, and Central Mountain came away with three big plays. They end up scoring 21 points on Seals Grove, and actually in Seals Grove, six wins, Central Mountain's the only team that was able to surpass their uh, their points Per game on the season. Seals Grove has held all the other teams under their uh, season average, and they did it again last week. 25 points under their average, they held Montoursville. So, again, this defense has played well. Tonight's going to be another challenge in that running game against the Mustangs uh, for the Seals Grove defense. Now, the Seals rushing attack showed a different look a week ago versus the Warriors as they went to a Wildcat formation, putting Nate shown back there. I wanted to talk a little bit about that look and what you like about the Wildcat look and what uh, what are the things that aren't so good about the wildcat and what you saw last week from the seals one of the things i always first of all i like the idea that you change things up and you and you throw
2: them a curveball because now it gets a coach to scramble and it takes the kids heads out of you know, the defensive heads whatever out of the game plan so to speak um, but i there, one thing i don't like about the wildcat is ninety nine percent of the time that guy's gonna run the ball so you pretty much know who's gonna have the ball but mm-hmm. on the other hand you can do some tricks and stuff out of it, so you have to be cautious of
1: everything So see if they do go to that Wildcat. Look, it was Nate Schoen that was uh, taking snaps and trying to expose the Montoursville Warrior defense with a different look, as Dave said. And again... Something we talked about leaving the game last week, that anybody that's going to compete against Seals Grove now sees the Wildcat and has to spend time preparing for that look. And when you have Nate Schoen back there, obviously he's shown his ability to run the ball. Ten touchdowns on the season for Nate Schoen. So we'll keep an eye on to see if they go to the Wildcat and see, now, do you do something off the Wildcat? Because Nate Schoen's more than capable of throwing the ball, and it came down to that if he had to throw it. He's a baseball player, third baseman, so you know he has the ability to throw, and you see him in warm-up sometimes he's throwing a ball all over the place he has a one completion on the season on one attempt, and a big play there. So he has that capability. So now you see, do you take it to a, another level and go with a little more trickery out of the Wildcat? Well, we'll see. And obviously keep an eye on that as we go throughout the night. But, again, this is the border war. We're calling it the Snyder County uh, Super Bowl, if you would uh, allow it to be that. And, again, Midwest just coming into their second season. They ended up last year where they ended up five and four, came here. And, unfortunately, like we talked about, it was under monsoon a week ago. It was much like it was last night a year ago uh between these two teams so uh, definitely seals grove gave them some nine points to start the game on some miscues and a snap a recovered fumble in the end zone a safety then it put they it, it put midwest up nine nothing seals grove would have to go on a 21 point uh 21 point unanswered points to end up gaining the Uh, the lead and eventually win in that game. Looking at some numbers between these teams, you already talked about Wolfley. He's the leading rusher for Midwest, 114 carries for 911 yards, eight touchdowns. He's averaging eight yards a carry, five reception touchdowns for Wolfley. So he does a little bit of everything for the Mustangs. He will be the main focus of the Seals Grove defense. Also a quarterback, Christian Register. Register. He's five six, though only 170 pounds. Just a sophomore. He's completed 37 passes on 83 attempts for 601 yards. Now he does have six touchdowns, but seven picks. He also has 15 rushes for just 26 yards. So those would be the two main guys in the backfield. They do have a fullback in Trey Lover. He's six foot, 220 pounds. He's a junior. Just nine or 57 carries, just for 210 yards. But he does have five touchdowns, and that will be their main uh, catalyst. Will be in the backfield, will be the quarterback register, also Hunter Wolfley, and then the, their fullback Trey Lauber, good size, six foot 200, and 20 pounds when you look at them offensively they come in tonight midwest does averaging 257 yards uh total offense per game in the rushing department we talked about already 135.7 yards per game in the passing department 122 yards uh through the air they have 29 touchdowns from the offensive side 17 rush 12 pass they're averaging 22.5 points per game They they do cough it up, though, 12 interceptions thrown on the season. They just have one fumble from what the max prep said, so 13 total turnovers. Their completion percentage is low, 44.1%, and their rushing department per carry just under five yards a carry for the Midwest Mustangs. So. They have seen the good and the bad throughout the season. How did they get here? Well, they beat Marion Catholic to start the season, 39 to six, and then they had a uh, loss to Blue Mountain, where they lost 50 to 19. They beat Spring or they lost to Springfield Township, 20 to 19, in a close one. They beat Shenandoah Valley, 54 to nine, before falling to Jim Thorpe, Penns Valley, Nativity BVM, and then they finally got a win and back in the win column when they beat Athens by two, 34 to 32. Then they lost to Greater Latrobe, 35 to seven, and they beat Tuncanic last week, 39, 37, and they're getting ready to take on the six and four Seals Grove Seals. So again, Midwest come in under head man Brad Hatter, second year, nine and eleven overall. They are four and six on the season we'll take a look a closer look at the seals grove seals from the offensive standpoint also how have they got to this point they're six and four so we still have a lot to talk about as we move through seals game day including checking in with other games going on a part of sun bear broadcasting corporation that's the chicca braves opening up play playoff action and also the lewisburg green dragons So we'll get a taste of what's going what the look will be from those two perspectives. And also we'll give you the Blaze Alexander Four Tough Game of the Week. And that's brought to you by Blaze Alexander Four, where it's worth the drive to Route forty-five. And we'll hear from the head man, Coach, Derek Hicks as well. As we continue with SEALs game day right here on Eagle 107 at Eagle107.com.
4: Everyone, now is the time to come in and talk to me hi i'm courtney from aaron's there's great specials no credit check free setup and delivery and guess what flexible payments and easy pay and i courtney invite you to visit our new location at 1102 north high street Sealands grove or don't forget to visit at aaron's.com hope to see ya.
5: Hello, sports fans. W&L Subaru Route 11 in Northumberland is proud to be the Susquehanna Valley's family-owned and operated Subaru dealership since 1965. So come on in now and check out and save on the all-new Subaru models. Start your adventure in a safe, reliable, and fuel-efficient ride. Amazing financing offers for well-qualified applicants. Stop by W&L Subaru, Route 11 in Northumberland, or check out their deals on Facebook and at
6: wnlsubaru.com. The Susquehanna Valley's all-wheel drive headquarters. Every week, thousands of people from all over the world come through our doors to enjoy a home-cooked meal or just to browse our gift shops. One of the favorite spots that folks like to gather are near our fireplaces, found throughout our restaurant and lobby areas. Ever since Glick's installed the Heat & Glow inserts and in fireplace, we've received so many compliments about how warm and inviting they make our store. I'm Steve Callhavy, General Manager of Country Cupboard in Lewisburg, and we're pleased to be able to recommend Glick's Heat & Glow products.
0: Eagle
1: 107. 2000, the Seals have a 27-5 record in district playoffs. In those 19 years, the Seals have made the district playoffs 17 times and won the district championship 12 times. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. We'll talk more about this matchup between the Mustangs in the Seals. But before we do that, Chickalemi enters the playoffs. Winners of four of the last five games while averaging 34.1 points per game. But they'll be a heavy underdog against the number one seed in District 4 Quad A. That's the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Let's hear from the voice of the Chickalemi Braves, Kevin Hurt, covering the Braves on 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com.
7: Welcome to Thompson Street Stadium. Kevin Hur, along with the Chief, Dave Ritchie. It's Jersey Shore and Shikalimi, the semifinal in the PIAA Quad A District 4 Tournament. A matchup that went back to early in the year, and Jersey Shore pretty much dominated right out of the gate, Chief.
8: Well, they scored on three of their first four possessions and only used four plays to do it, if you remember. And they were up 20-21-0 uh before the first quarter was over and there was it was a lot of points in a short amount of time Kevin
7: well Tanner Lawson leading the way the 62 180 pounds senior at quarterback 2316 yards in the air another seven almost 800 yards on the ground I mean that's 3000 all purpose yards there but
9: he's
8: definitely uh one of the top athletes is not one the top quarterback in in the uh in the league this year Kevin and it, it I think you made mention of it the first time, how well he hides the ball, all right? And that's something that that the Braves had difficulty with fake the counter play and come around with a naked bootleg and he got a lot of yardage out of that too.
7: One of the tough things that Chickalney has in this game is trying to figure out a way to not necessarily stop but control this Jersey Shore offense and maybe you do that by getting some first downs and having an offense of your own that mm-hmm. just stays out on the field and that's one of the things the Braves were not able to do until the second half when they may have found a little
8: bit of an idea on how to take care of Jersey Shore. Well they went a little more spread instead of running strictly the wing T, And, you know, Coach Tilford, uh, by this time of the year, it, it's difficult to believe that they have two different offensive sets in, but they do. And, you know, that seemed to give uh, Jersey Shore's defense a little bit of trouble, basically because... They put everybody in the box. was going to run the ball. And I remember saying to you, how did anybody ever beat this team, Kevin? And then we saw the Braves move the ball in the second half using the spread.
7: Well, only three teams were able to beat Jersey Shore in the regular season, but the Braves are coming off of a win streak of their own. And boy, I'll tell you what, I've never seen a Shicklemu team with play with more emotion than they have in those last three games.
8: Well, I think all year long, they've, they've been a good practice team, and they weren't getting any results from those practices. And Coach Tilford said, hey, we win the first one, things will start to happen. And they did so you know one of those things that uh you get your kids have a lot of confidence and you know they come up here jersey shore probably remembers how they played against the braves this is a completely different braves team so uh it'll be interesting hopefully uh hopefully like you said the braves can run their offense control the ball and keep Larson off the field.
7: Well, Shikolami is a very tough team to defense right now with wing T spread and they'll they'll throw in a couple of monkey wrenches along the way
8: too. You mean the Tilford specials. The the
7: Tilford specials, yeah. Yeah, The uh, five pages of the back of the playbook (laughs) that are just special pages instead of the back page of the playbook. The one you have to take the
8: magic coin and scrape off the covering (laughs) to see what exactly the play is. You're right. That's
7: exactly right. Well, hopefully the Braves will find a nice big winner under that scratch off here tonight in Jersey Shore. Game time is for 7 o'clock airtime on News Radio 1070 WKOK on the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app and at WKOK.com. We'll be getting underway at 6 30 with the Chief Dave Ritchie and myself. And we'll have more from Thompson Street Stadium on WKOK coming up a little bit later. More coming up from Sealand's Grove and Midwest with Pat O'Brien and Dave Hess coming up as we continue with Seals Game Day on Eagle 107.
9: Hi, I'm Tracy Subsick.
10: And I'm John Subsick, owners of Carpet Man and Milton. After battling breast cancer a few years
11: ago and making a full recovery, our family wanted to help other women fighting the same
5: fight. So this October, our family business again will donate a portion of each sale to the Thyra M. Humphreys Center for Breast Health. They'll cover the cost of mammograms for those who can't afford them. Your visit to Carpet Man and Milton this October will make a difference. We
4: hope to see you in our family store soon. Thanks
5: for your support.
11: Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram on Route 61 in Sunbury has always put the customer first. Because of the great support from all over the valley, Zimmerman's is well into their second century of serving their customers. Bob Zimmerman and his staff always do their best to break the stereotype. That pressured, uneasy feeling that you felt while buying your last vehicle doesn't exist at Zimmerman's. Zimmerman's is the full-service dealership you want.
3: Here at Murray Motors Chevrolet,
4: we are big enough to serve you, small enough to know your name. From sales, service, parts, and our body shop, Murray Motors Chevrolet brings you a bigger, better selection of cars, trucks, and SUVs, including the area's best certified pre-owned inventory. Our new inventory is expanding to an all-time high. We offer the only lifetime powertrain warranty and price match guarantee on all new Chevrolet models. Murray Motors Chevrolet, located a half mile south of Susquehanna Valley Mall, Seals Grove, or online at MurrayChevy.com.
0: Powertrain warranty does not include commercial vehicles. Eagle 107.
1: The Seals Grove Seals finished the regular season at 6-4. and four. The teams that the Seals defeated were combined 24-36. and 36. The teams that they lost to were combined 34-6. and six. And three of those six losses were uh, from Jersey Shore, who finished their regular season at 7-3. and three. So, again, Seals Grove's losses, four losses, Come to teams that finished the regular season at 34 and six. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107, Eagle107.com. Both teams out on the field, going through their pre-game warm-ups. Dave and I will dive more into this matchup between the Mustangs and the Seals. But before we do that, Lewisburg finished the regular season five and five, losing their final three games and entering the playoffs versus Warrior Run, winners of four of their last. Five games. Big matchup for the Lewisburg Green Dragons. Time to check in with Greg Wetzel as he previews the Lewisburg Green Dragons on 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com
12: This week starts the first round of district playoffs for high school football. The Lewisburg Green Dragons football team finished their regular season with a 5-5 five and five record and will be the 5th seed of the District 4 AAA bracket. The Green Dragons will head up the road to take on the Warrior Run Defenders who finished their regular season with a 6-4 and four record and will be the 4th seed. Lewisburg comes into the game on a three-game losing streak after losing last week to Mifflinburg by a score of 17-14. The Green Dragons turned the ball over five times and couldn't get into any rhythm offensively. Lewisburg will be looking to get back on the winning track, led by senior quarterback and four-year starter Nick Schleski, who continues to rewrite the record books at Lewisburg. Nick's touchdown pass to Cameron Michaels this past Friday gave him the school record of 41 touchdown passes. The defenders are coming off a 55-20 win over Columbia Motor Tech. In this win, a Run put up 490 yards of offense, with 371 yards coming on the ground rushing. The defenders were led by running back Denver Beachol, who carried the ball 14 times for 247 yards and 5 touchdowns. This will be a game where each team will be looking to establish a run on offense, and whichever team that is successful in establishing the run will win this game. Game time is at 7 p.m. with a pregame show at 6.30 p.m. on 100.9 The Valley and on WVLY.com. I'm Justin Michaels for game day on Eagle 107.
13: We start now with what we're looking across the scoreboard tonight. And we'll start with the District 4 Class 4A semifinals. You mentioned Shikilemi and Jersey Shore, the 1 and 4 seed matchup. We heard from WKOK earlier in the day from Kevin Herr and the Chief Dave Ritchie. Of course, Midwest and Seals Grove getting ready to set for play here on Eagle 107. And the District 4 Class 3A quarterfinals, the number 1 seed Montoursville hosting the 8 seed Chamokin. Then, of course, we just heard from Justin Michaels over on 100.9 the Valley, and the number 5 seed Lewisburg at the number 4 seed Warrior Run. And at Mifflinburg tonight, it's Mifflinburg and Loyal Sock. Loyal Sock hosting the Wildcats in the 2-7 matchup. And then a rematch from the regular season, it's the three-seed Central Columbia hosting the six-seed Danville. And then tomorrow night will be the Class AA quarterfinals, Number 8-1 at number 1 Southern Columbia. North Penn Mansfield hosting Wellsboro, or at Wellsboro, I should say, the 5-4 and four matchup. And then Line Mounted and Troy will take on each other, the 2-7 and seven matchup, Troy hosting that one. All those games are at 7 o'clock, and then we already have a winner between the 6-3 matchup between Mount Carmel and Bloomsburg. Bloomsburg had already had to forfeit earlier this week due to a lack of players. They only had 17 healthy players ready, so the school district decided it would be in their best interest to forfeit that game. So the Red Tornadoes are already on to the semifinals there. And then back to tonight, the Class A D4 semifinals, South Williamsport, the four-seed is at the one-seed Cannon, and the number three-seed Muncie is at the two-seed Sayer. Then we have the Eastern Conference 1A, 2 way final tonight, Montgomery and Northwest area. We'll keep an eye on that as well. You can find all the latest score updates throughout the night on Eagle107.com. We'll be back. We'll send it back out to Pat and Dave in just a little bit as we continue on Seals Game Day on Eagle 107, driven by Sunbury Motors. Injury, pain, suffering. People turn to expensive, addictive drugs and surgery before considering other
10: options for pain. Healing, moving, living. Shimokandam Dam Health Center treats the cause of your injury, not just the symptoms. To relieve pain and restore your body to health, when you're ready to work again, play again, live again, call 743-4333.
14: Health center designed with you in mind.
15: Hi, this is Bob Schoen, the general manager of Blaze Alexander Ford Route 45 in Lewisburg, and for years we've been saying it's worth the drive to Route 45. Well, what does that mean? It means you're going to get the lowest price guaranteed on any newer used vehicle in stock. Check out our inventory at BlazeAlexanderFord.com and compare it to the competition. It means we have a selection of over $12 million of inventory, so whatever it is that you're looking for, we typically have it on our lot. It means you're going to get service after the sale that's second to none. Plus, at Blaze Alexander Ford, you're always going to get the most for your trade-in. Don't make a $1,000 mistake. Make the drive to Route 45 in
14: Lewisburg.
7: Now, what are you doing? I'm listening for the best pumpkin sounds. That works with watermelons, not pumpkins. Why are you knocking on all of them? I want to pick out the ones that are going to fly the farthest and smash the best. Oh, right. You and the pumpkin chunkin'. Well, at least leave some for other people. You're embarrassing me. Ooh, the corn cannon. I'm so torn between the pumpkin chunkin', the corn cannon, I just can't decide. Oh, brother. I'm heading to the Coles Hayride. Bye. Get your tickets for
11: the events at Coles Stony Hill Tree Farm. Visit colesstonyhill.mazeplay.com or colesstonyhill.com for maze and Christmas shop hours. Coles Stony Hill Tree Farm, located on Mexico Road, Milton, or at colesstonyhill.com. Watto Chiropractic. We provide care for your injuries and back pain that doesn't use drugs and avoids the
3: risks of surgery. Hi, this is Dr. Watto. If you're suffering, call us. The sooner you begin care, the sooner you can get relief. We'll help you recover naturally. Call Watto Chiropractic at 570-539-2600 or visit us on the web at wattochiropractic.com.
1: Eagle 107. Eagle 107. Tonight after the game, you get your scores and highlights from across the region with Sunbury Motors game night. It's Sunbury Motors game night after the game here on Eagle 107 and the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Pat O'Brien along with Dave Vest and Zach Showers getting ready for the Seals and the Midwest Mustangs we t- already talked about how Midwest has gotten to this point. They are sitting at four and six, coming off a win a week ago over Tonkani. Now for the Seals Grove Seals, they finished the regular season at six and four under head coach Derek Hicks. He's in his fifth year, and he has a 42 and a 20 record for the Seals Grove Seals. seals grove started the season out here at harold l bullock memorial field to win over the lewisburg green dragons they won that one 28-8 then seals grove was shut out in back-to-back games first traveling to jersey shore and then hosting the southern columbia tigers but they bounced back in a big way and beat the shikolemi braves 37 to 6. Then they had to travel to Berwick to take on the Bulldogs, undefeated at that time, and they lost 23-7. A game they led 7-6, but eventually would fall to the Bulldogs 23-7. But again, Seals Grove bounced back in a big way after a tough loss by hosting the Loyal Sock Lancers and winning that one 30-13. Then they back it up with a shutout over Shimokin in Shimokin 27-0. And then they hosted the Central Mountain Wildcats, and they won that one 38 to 21. Before beating Danville in a big, uh, tough matchup with the Ironmen, they won that one 20 to 16. Before falling a week ago to Montoursville, 17 to nothing. Again, Seals Grove coming in at six and four. Dave, so now we have the full season to kind of look back on. Seals Grove coming into six and four. We go all the way back to the Berwick game. And we talked a lot about what we saw from the Seals Grove Seals, and a lot of that was about what we saw from a defense that got better, even though they were struggling against Jersey Shore and Southern. But we saw what they did against Southern, even though they lost 76 nothing. but we saw a defense that looked more confident, and they took it into Berwick, uh, eventually playing at Berwick. They lost 23-7. But, again, it was a, de- a developing defense that was gaining confidence. Yeah, that's right, and the defense has gotten better and better and i would match this defense up
2: against just about anybody at this point uh there are times when this defense has set up scores for us that that were, weren't there those and and the defense also saved our butts by
1: fighting off with their backs to the goal line it, they've they've really come along well take a look at the defense giving up 294.4 yards per game 135.8 in the rush 158 in the past now they have given up 28 touchdowns 16 by the rush 12 by the pass given up 21.6 points per game but they've gotten turnovers 20 of them on the season 10 fumble recoveries to go along with 10 interceptions and they're holding third down conversion by the opponent at 35 percent fourth down at 45 percent. so the defense has continued to get good and something that we continue to improve And one thing we talked about is that some of those numbers are a bit gaudy because of the Southern Columbia game and also the Jersey Shore game, those back-to-back shutouts uh, when Southern ended up scoring 76 points while Jersey Shore scored 36. And I know you can't do this, but if you were to take those two games out, man, those numbers would be even that much more impressive. But what part about it is that the linebackers, the guys up front, the defense, what part of it have you really zeroed in on that you've seen the level of improvement that has gotten to this point? Oh, no question, linebackers. Uh,
2: uh, that was um, early in the year that was probably our, our weak point defensively not that they're good they're great kids but they they weren't playing through windows and in the, in the offensive front they weren't playing aggressively downhill and they've just they're getting to the point where a guy like Ryan Almond is just he's just playing like an animal every week now out uh, Wyatt Metzger when he moved to the inside wow did that make things solid in there he's played well inside and, of course, um, uh, Micaiah Showers is the other one. He He's done very well. They've gotten much better. And the defensive
1: line is also punching holes in that offensive front. One thing we did see in the change up that went was when uh, Brandon Howell came in as a sophomore, and we saw some things early on from him, but he's niched his way into that starting lineup at the linebacker position, giving some depth to your guys at two. And I know through the year covering your games, that was always the key to try to get to a point throughout the season where you didn't have a lot of guys going both ways. So Brandon Howell allows that for like a Schaefer to just play on the offensive side, and that becomes a big part of what you're doing. That's right, and it also
2: it allo- also allows a guy like um, uh, Wyatt Metzger to-, to move inside to the inside backer spot, which really helps.
1: So those have been some changes and have been a bright spot for the Seals. Grow Seals on the defensive side, again, giving up just 21.6 points per game for Derek Hicks and that defense when you look at it defensively also 14 sacks on the season 48 tackles for loss that's an average of 4.8 tackles for loss on the season as we mentioned 10 interceptions Nyland has a pick six and he has five on the year and their leading tacklers as you mentioned Allman Ryan at 8.5 tackles per game and then Hoover from your safety position at 7.5 eight tackles per game for the Sealens Grove defense and then we'll watch them here tonight trying to shut down a good rushing attack by the Midwest Mustangs but we think very confidently they'll be up for the challenge the Blaze Alexander 4 tough game of the week is the Danville Ironman at Central Columbia it's the number 3 seed versus the number 6 seed in the 3A playoffs so we'll keep an eye on that game as we go throughout the night and we call it the Blaze Alexander 4 tough game of the week both teams continue through their pregame warm-ups. Crowds slowly coming in. It's now November, so the weather has changed just a bit. It's chilly, but there's no rain in the forecast. And a year ago, that's all it was. And that was the big story leading up to it was the rain. But, again, tonight, not expected to have any rain. So look forward to seeing both these teams be able to get after it under another beautiful night for high school football on eagle 107 and eagle 107.com and as we mentioned we're going to hear from the head man coach Derek kicks as dave was able to get down and chit chat with him just moments ago so curious to see how he feels his guys are prepped and ready to go for tonight's game against the mustangs all that and more as we continue with seals game day here on eagle 107 and eagle 107.com
9: we all have a path in life Some play on the field. Others prefer jogging along the riverfront or being a weekend warrior. Wherever your path takes you, we will keep you on it. At UPMC Susquehanna, our top-rated orthopedic team, sports medicine specialists, and rehabilitation professionals are the team behind the team. Call 570-321-2020. Weaver's Tire Service in Northumberland supports Sealands Grove
5: Seals football and all athletes. Because like sports teams, Weaver's Tire's customers come from all over. And to prove it this season, tell Weaver's you heard this commercial on Seals football. No matter where you live, and you get a super sports special. I don't know what it is. See Weaver's for details. They've got tires, passenger and commercial to farm, service, oil changes and inspection to repair, and two road crews to bring home the win. Weaver's Tire Service, Route 11, Northumberland. Weaverstires.com and on Facebook you know you go to dq when you think blizzard but hey fans how about some food fan food mix and
11: match your favorite two for four dollars super snack with cheeseburger small sundae pretzel sticks with zesty queso and soft drink
5: tell the whole stadium fan food before the game after the game and everywhere in between dairy queen roots 11 and 15 on the strip sealants growth go seals go dq
16: fan food not fast food Before you travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, Tri-County Tag, your local PennDOT partner can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Tri-County Tag Service, Hummel's Wharf is your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work, and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line or appointment. Tri-County Tag Service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road and Pennsylvania Avenue in Hummel's Wharf. State and service fees apply. Eagle 107.
13: Back here on Seals Game Day on Eagle 107, Matt Catrillo back here in studio, filling in for Sean Carey tonight, who has the night off. As we get you ready for the District 4 Class 4A semifinals here on Eagle 107, it's the Seals Grove Seals hosting the Midwest Mustangs, a rematch from last year's. District 4-4A semifinals as we get you ready for the Derek Hicks pregame show here on Seals Game Day. In the 2018 matchup, Midwest jumped down to an early 9-0 lead on a fumble recovery in the end zone and a safety. The Seals responded in the second quarter with 14 unanswered points. Seals freshman quarterback Danny Schock added a 14-yard touchdown run in the fourth quarter. The Seals defense held the Mustangs offense to just 113 yards, 52 rushing, 61 passing. Had eight tackles for loss and two sacks. And on that rain soaked tonight, the District 4 Class 4A semifinal game went to Seals Grove as they defeated Midwest 21-9. And, of course, we'll hear from Dave Hess who chatted with Derek Six as we continue on the Derek Hicks pregame show here on Seals Game Day on Eagle 107. Driven by Sunbury Motors.
11: You know fall is the perfect time to take a day trip to visit the many local and New York wineries, breweries, sporting events, and much more. And the professional chauffeurs at Central PA Limousine and Car Service will help make it a day to remember. Choose from their fleet of luxury sedans, custom-built limousines, or shuttle vehicles that can seat up to 27 passengers. Like Sealands Grove Football, experience excellence in motion with Central PA Limousine and Car Service. For details, call Central PA Limousine and Car Service at 570-556-4777 Or visit cpalimoride.com.
17: Your exciting new TV experience is here. TiVo from Service Electric Cablevision is smarter, faster, and easier to use. With live TV, recordings, video on demand, and streaming apps all in a single place. When you're looking for something new, TiVo's recommendations are tailored to you. Voice-powered, personalized results help you find what you want faster. And you can experience the unlimited potential of smart home. The new experience from TiVo is here. Call SECV today or visit secvcom slash TiVo to learn more. Seawans Grove Ford is proud to be part of the Seawans Grove community and happy to support our local students and athletes at every level. They say it takes a community to raise a child, and Seawans Grove Ford is proud to be part of a community that instills upon its youth the traits of preparation, hard work, drive, determination, and a great attitude. All are needed to be successful in school, business, and life. Good luck to all SEALs throughout your career from Seawans Grove Ford at the bridge in Seawans Grove. Go, SEALs! We are- Eagle
0: 107. This is Sealands Grove Seals football on Eagle 107. It's time for the Derek Hicks pregame show. Now back to the stadium with Pat O'Brien and Coach Hicks. All
2: right, this is Dave Hess. I'm here with Derek Hicks prior to the uh, Midwest uh, playoff game.
18: Derek, uh, what are your thoughts on Midwest? Are they as good as their record might indicate? Um, yeah, I mean they they do some things well. Um, last week they played a, a Sunkenic team that finished five and five, and uh, I don't think anybody gave them a chance to beat them, uh, myself included. And uh, you yeah, know we got done with our Montoursville game, and sure enough, they had pulled it out. So uh, you yeah, know they have a couple athletes. The Wolfley kid uh, at tailback isn't big. I think he's buck forty maybe, uh, but super quick, super athletic. And and uh yeah, the, the the lover kid they have is a 220-pound fullback, also plays middle backers. So uh you know a couple threats and uh like I said, they they shocked some people last week, so we gotta make sure it doesn't happen tonight. Uh you're darn right. You don't wanna you don't wanna let this team hang around, do you, Coach? No, no, and that's uh, you know, I go back the last couple weeks and uh I thought Dan hang around Central Mountain. We, we started strong and then kind of let them hang around. So, uh, you know, we need to finish a game and try and put away a, a team early. Coach, if, uh, if there are a couple of things, that you, I, you know, I watched. I watched
2: them on film too. I I see that they run uh, they run some some spread stuff with four wides and a single back. They'll go, they'll go back to the old the old I with a quarterback under center, and then they'll they'll back the quarter up and move the full back over and run the what looks like a pistol with an open set. But
18: yep. uh, what what are the things that you you feel you have to stop? The things that they're pretty good at. Um, you know, I, like I said, I think the biggest thing is their run game. Uh, Wolfley, the, the toss. Anytime he can get the corner, he's a threat. So so that's probably the scariest thing they have. Uh, quarterback's a young kid. Uh, I think still maturing a little bit. So, you know, not not a real strong arm at this point. But, uh, you know, it's a lot of underthrown balls, which can actually give a secondary kind of a headache because you think you're in position, and uh, the receiver sees the ball and comes back to it. And uh, as a defender, you can't. So, you know, th- their passing game is, is efficient. And, like I said, Wolfley is, is probably their home run threat. All right. And, Coach, you um defensively uh... they they look a lot like us they line up
2: like we do but they play a little differently but uh they are pretty active. Uh, it looks like they do blitz at some backers. They have that big uh, the big fullback who plays backer who comes a lot. Any
18: concerns with their defense coach? Yeah. I mean, they, uh, like, like you just said, the Lobber kid, number 44, is. Uh, th- they bring him A gap and he's a big boy coming. And then uh, the kid we had some trouble with last year as a freshman, uh, sophomore this year, is the Swineford kid. And uh, he's listed as 59. I saw on film he was running some tight end wearing number nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's a strong kid just uh kind of a fire plug and uh you know he, he's a handful on the d line as well so a mm-hmm. couple athletes and you know the, the biggest thing is the movement our, our linemen have to communicate mm-hmm. yeah absolutely I, I would think that you would because uh, they do they do move around in there and then you're not quite sure where they're going to be correct yeah no they're, uh, they're 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 a base three five but you're never quite sure you're not going to get that straight three five look very often mm mm-hmm. Coach, what what do you think that we have to do tonight to be successful against these guys offensively? What do you think we have to do? You know, offensively, I I think. dean hollenbach could have a big night you know i'd love to see uh see dean get in there and get that edge because uh you know my thought is on the corners i think we we have a little bit of advantage on the outside mm-hmm. and uh so you know i think if we can get dean going get nate going up the middle and uh just kind of throw the ball when we have to mm-hmm. uh I, I think that's a recipe for success offensively oh, excellent i'm glad to hear that and uh any uh, any particular players you're looking forward to, to seeing step up tonight and have a great game, Coach? Well, yeah, I just named the one Dean. Um, uh, you know, He is a senior, super athletic, and, um, you know, I, I'm just waiting for him to break one to, get, to have a night, and I'm hoping tonight's the night for him. Gotcha. Coach, special teams, I really think we have a distinct advantage with a special team. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, we talked to the kids about that. You know, you want to win all three phases. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I said offensively we should be able to move the ball defensively. Um, you know, we played well, especially against the run, which is their strength. And uh, I think there's a big advantage on uh, when you look at kick, kick return, uh, punt return especially. I told the kids that uh, uh, my goal was multiple TDs in, in the special teams game tonight. Awesome. that's a, oh, I, li- I like that goal, Coach. Yeah. That gets me excited. I'm going to look for that tonight, Coach. Any lineup changes tonight, Coach? Uh, No, we're looking at uh, Trey Beaney is is probably not going to suit up or not going to play. Uh, so we'll, you'll see Micaiah Showers, Mike Mall, uh, who, who both are experienced guys that are going to gonna get some time at the guard. And then uh, same thing defensively. We have experienced guys with uh, with Vance Metzger and Nick Schaefer who, oh, yeah. who both rotate. So um, they'll, they'll, uh, we're just kind of taking Trey out of that rotation. And, uh, you know, we have Damian Catherman, a young kid that, if need be, could jump in there, Stephen Miller uh, on the D-line as well. So, you know, other than that, everybody should be good to go. Okay, now a little bit off the subject, Coach uh, Midwest. So are they going to join the the Hack Conference? You know. Uh, yeah, as far as I know, and things are still changing. They're Hack Two next year. And we're Hack One. We're Hack One. Yeah, so we will not play them. They're not on our regular season schedule. They'll be down with uh, Hack Two is Montoursville, Danville, uh, Lewisburg, I believe is in there, Central Columbia, and uh, so that'll be their Hack schedule for next year. That's not. It's not going to be an easy schedule. No, no, it's uh, it, it's not a very welcoming schedule for them into the league. Now, Coach. Now, this is
2: probably the most important and profound question I'm going to ask you all night. As the Seals come out of the locker room looking good in red tonight, Coach. Uh, Pat, Pat O'Brien. You know Pat, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, Pat is, is up there and in, in the booth, and he's saying that we're calling this the border war between Midwest and Sealings Grove now. I lean more toward the second annual Snyder County Bowl. This is the Snyder County Championship. (laughs) Correct. Or or the battle of for five twenty two. Yeah. And and the headquarters would be out there at the, the at the the Kramer auction for the west <laughs> yep, side, yep, and yep. and the, and the tractor pool area over here in Penn Township for for the eastern side. Correct. Now, what are your thoughts on on this becoming a, a rivalry, an annual bowl
18: game? What what are you what are you going to call this thing? Uh, I like uh, nothing against Pat. I don't want to offend the guy, but <laughs> you know, I like the Snyder County Bowl, and uh, you know, I, I'm always game for a rivalry game and get another trophy in the mix like we have with Shikolemi. Uh, uh, but unfortunately, like I said, we gotta we've either we, we've gotta get them up to the hack one to uh, to get them on our schedule because for the next two years they're not on the regular season schedule unless something changes. Okay. But we do agree that tonight is for the Snyder County. Snyder game. County, oh, absolutely, all all right. absolutely. All right. Hey coach, good luck. God bless you, man. Anything else you got to say? Nope. All good. Thank you very all much. Right. You take care. All right, yeah. Bye-bye. Bye.
7: Hummel's Wharf. TD, P-A-T, QB, all are important when playing football. And here's an important ingredient for playing the game of life. CPA, as in Bill Booker's CPA. Bill's a great team member for all your accounting needs. Income taxes, payroll, and bookkeeping. No matter if it's for one person or a whole business like your team on the field, Bill gets things done. He does the absolute best for all his clients. Get him on your winning team. Call him William D. Booker at 374-7343 or visit him on Market Street in Sequins Grove right next to the American
16: At Aubrey Alexander Toyota, we believe the best new cars make the best used cars. Stop in today or check us out online at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. Click and see our wide selection of certified used Toyotas. Each comes with a rigorous 160 multi-point inspection, a 12-month, 12,000-mile comprehensive warranty, as well as a 7-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Aubrey Alexander Toyota, we're on the Strip in Ceilings Grove, and remember, tell them Johnny's. Eagle 107.
1: Welcome back to SEAL's Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company on Eagle 107. And Eagle107.com. On Eagle 107, join Sean Kerry in the afternoon. the last few hours of your workday. He'll keep those seven song supersets going every hour and will crank up the rock and roll with the five o'clock attitude adjustment. And on Friday, Sean kicks off the block party weekend at 3 p.m. And it's all on Eagle 107. Good light conversation with uh, Derek Hicks down on the field prior to the game. But uh, through it all, I I get the sense he feels very confident about the approach of his kids. And uh, these kids know each other. You know, I mean, they, they it's amazing what our Facebook page has blown up, by the way. You can check out our Facebook page, Seals Grow Seals on Eagle 107. And just the amount of people that, that have come on there and said, my kids now go to middle, Midwest, and I... I, I went to Seals Grove, or vice versa, whatever the case would be. That's what creates the excitement around this. Oh, yeah. You have the, the connection between a lot of families and a lot of uh, uh, parents and the kids and in flip-flopping and where they're going on. So it makes this really neat, a neat game and a good opportunity for these two teams. It does. It's fun. And and you know what, Seals Grove,
2: the, air, the Seals Grove area is a great community with all of our, our outlying areas and so on. And so is Midwest. The, those, those are great people out there, great families. And... This really is a fun night with a lot of goodwill going both ways, and it'll be a hard-fought football
1: game, And, and that's what this is all about. As the Seals Grove Band entertaining the Midwest crowd on the far side, chilly night here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field, but can't emphasize it enough. There is no rain in the forecast. If you're thinking about making your way out, Get that big, heavy coat on and come out and enjoy what we anticipate be a good classic game between the Seals and the Mustangs. Looking at Seals Grove offensively, in six wins, the Seals' offense has averaged 30 points per game, and their four losses, the offense did not score a point. The Seals have turned the ball over just nine times all year, less than one turnover per game. And their rushing tack for the Seals in six wins, Sealsgrove is averaging 169 yards on the ground in their four losses. The Seals have averaged just 30 yards rushing. Nate Chowden couldn't quite get it going uh, like the previous weeks, but he did gain 59 yards on 14 carries against Montoursville. He also did take a number of snaps out of the Wildcat. And the success is there. We saw the Lewisburg game, and that was the game we were going to hang our hat on and what the approach was going to be. And again, and Nate Schoen goes for 157 yards, 26 carries. And then he had a big game just a couple of weeks ago as well. That's the that, that's the recipe we're looking for here tonight. There's no question, and I'll say this confidently as a Seals Grove fan through and through, I feel for what I've seen at our schedule and their schedule, we're the better team. We have to establish some things, though, and we have a lot to work on with any anticipation of winning this one tonight with a goal of the district championship. we got to get better tonight, and I don't care who the opponent is. If you come away with a mistake-filled night, penalties that's not good in any situation and it can't be good when you're when you're trying to make this big push in
2: the playoffs i I could not agree more pat i for to start with with you feel the seals are but i think seals are better seals are a better football team and really it tonight this this game you're right we can't mess around and have a bunch of dumb penalties and 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 mental mistakes we've got to clean all that up uh but the biggest thing is that We can't lose our mental edge coming into this. Uh, If if you lose just a little bit of your mental edge coming into a football game, it... it it results in mistakes all over the field. And that's that's the biggest thing you have to look for
1: or, or guard against when you're playing in a situation like this. And I hope that that's the case here tonight. Later on, we're going to check in with Dave. He's going to give us what's going to seal the deal for a victory for the Seals Grove Seals here tonight. I'm sure a lot that he's chit-chat with, about so far will be thrown into that very thing of what's going to seal the deal for a victory for the Seals Grove Seals. Now the passing attack for the Seals, Danny Shot rebounded from a tough game Against Danville by completing seven of fourteen passes for seventy-eight yard yards a week ago, Danny made two of his best throws all season: a twenty-eight-yard pass to Josh nyland down the far sideline, and a thirty-one-yard throw to Christian Kantz down the near sideline, right in front of us. Those were two, and we talked about it on the broadcast. Two of the better throws Danny's thrown all year long, and his receivers going up and make plays. And I think that's. Part of what we've seen throughout the whole year, you have a quarterback that's gone through some ups and downs, sophomore, we keep reminding ourselves, a sophomore. Then you have receivers, and there's got to be a trust factor. And one of the things you'll tell, any any quarterback will tell you, if I have a receiver that I can trust is going to go up and make a play and going to get the ball, I'm going to more likely throw it out there. Last week, those two catches, Nyland made one in double-team down the right sideline, and then Christian Kance made a big catch. But that's the kind of growth we like to see and the confidence to raise for Danny, that I'm going to throw it to you, Nyland, you're going to go up and make a play, right? And he'll say yes, and that's the kind of thing we want to see. And Noland and is one of those guys that he just is confident,
2: and and you can have confidence in a guy like him because we've seen him many times. He's a kid that's going to sell out to make that catch. He has no regard for his body, you know, no regard for personal safety. He makes that catch, and I agree. And Christian Kant sacrificed last week and made a
1: huge catch, landed hard, mm-hmm. uh, but hung on to that ball. That was great. So those two guys will be main target when they look to put the ball in the air. The Seals Grove Seals. Taking a look at the Seals Grove Seals on the offensive side, 203.5 yards total offense per game. And the rushing department, 109.5. In the passing department, still under 194 yards per game. Seals Grove, 24 touchdowns on the offensive side, 14 rushing touchdowns. Ten of those coming from junior running back Nate Schoen. And then Shock has 10 Touchdowns through the air on five interceptions. Seals Grove averaging 18.7 points per game, and their turnovers, four fumbles, and again, Danny has five interceptions. The rushing department is low, 3.6 yards per carry. You like to see that just go up and up, and tonight would be a great opportunity for that. And then they're averaging 13.4 yards per reception. Seals Grove on a third-down conversion, still very poor, at 23.4%, and then on fourth-down conversion, 61.4%. 5%. So those third down situations that they come up tonight become a big factor in trying to move those chains and be able to sustain drives. When you're not converting on those third downs, it shuts down a drive, shuts down momentum. And what we've seen on top of that, Dave, to go along with that, is penalties usually putting us far behind the chains. So those third downs are usually third and long. You can't have those type things here tonight. Yeah, they're certain
2: most of those are or a lot of those really are not third and manageable. They're third and
1: difficult and and that does that does happen you know so we're going to silence the Mike sears we get ready for the national anthem and the alma mater here at seals grove getting ready for the seals and the mustangs of midwest Now we'll have the national anthem again it's the Mustangs in the Seals here on Eagle 107 Eagle107.com What so proud twilights we
14: twilights 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 and stars through the we're the, we're the we, we we're so gallant. And the rocket's red the bombs bursting in air, Gave proof to the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave for the land.
1: great job once again as the Seals growth, Seals hosting the Mustangs of Midwest. Looking at the last five games for Midwest, they're 2-3. and three. Points for a little over 18 points per game for the Mustangs, while giving up over 17 points per game, 17.3. In the passing department, only 87.2 yards per game in the last five games for the Mustangs, and five touchdowns. they brushed rushed for 139 yards per game and seven touchdowns. So in the last five games and a turnover. Midwest has had four interceptions and a fumble. On the defensive side in the last five games, 13 tackles for loss, five sacks. They're averaging seven points in their three losses and averaging 35.3 points in their two wins as the Mustangs have gone two and three in their last five games. Now for the, the nice Seals Grove Seals, 4-1 in their last five games, 3-0 and oh at home, on the road 1-1, one one, points 423 23 points court, per seven, game. Seven, They've given up just under... 14 points per game in the last five games at 13.2 tackles for loss. They're averaging 5.4 tackles for loss, 29 tackles for loss in the last five games. And sacks, they've had nine sacks in the last five games, and they've intercepted the ball eight times in their last five games for the Seals Grove Seals Dave, Those are great numbers when you look at defensively, and we talk about it all the time, disruption. Get into that backfield. Boy, when you're averaging over five tackles for loss in a game, that's exactly what you're doing to the opponent. That, and that's huge. And and Nate Schoen is, is the man
2: when it comes to tackling the ball for a loss. But, you know, that, that creates those situations like we were talking. Talking about third and longs, you're know, third and not manageable, right guard, and that's gigantic
1: for us because we do tend to give up plays, and that's just the nature of the defense. You talk about Nate Schoen. he comes in tonight with twelve tackles for loss on the season to go with Ryan Alm in his twelve. And the sack department, Makai Showers has three. He leads away on those fourteen sacks overall on the season. Interception ten on the season. Nylon has half of those at five. The leading tacklers on the season, Ryan Alm at eight point five. And Hoover at 7.8. Just moments away, both teams are ready to take the field. We're getting ready for the border war here on Eagle 107 7 at eagle 107com Hey everyone, now is the time to
4: come in and talk to me. Hi, I'm Courtney from Aaron's. There's great specials, no credit check, free setup and delivery. And guess what? Flexible payments and easy pay. And I, Courtney, invite you to visit our new location at 1102 North High Street, Sealands Grove. Or don't forget to visit at Aaron's.com. Hope to see ya.
5: Hello, sports fans. W&L Subaru Route 11 in Northumberland is proud to be the Susquehanna Valley's family-owned and operated Subaru dealership since 1965. So come on in now and check out and save on the all-new Subaru models. Start your adventure in a safe, reliable, and fuel-efficient ride. Amazing financing offers for well-qualified applicants. Stop by W&L Subaru, Route 11 in Northumberland, or check out their deals on Facebook and at w
6: The Susquehanna Valley's all-wheel drive headquarters. Every week, thousands of people from all over the world come through our doors to enjoy a home-cooked meal or just to browse our gift shops. One of the favorite spots that folks like to gather are near our fireplaces, found throughout our restaurant and lobby areas. Ever since Glick's installed the Heat & Glow inserts in fireplace, we've received so many compliments about how warm and inviting they make our store. I'm Steve Callhavy, General Manager of Country Cupboard in Lewisburg, and we're pleased to be able to recommend Glick's Heat & Glow products.
0: Eagle 107 is W-E-G-H, Northumberland, Sealants Grove. Your home for Sealance Grove Seals football. It's almost time for kickoff. Now from the stadium are Pat O'Brien and Dave Hess.
1: The Mustangs in Midwest have taken the field. They're in their all-white uniforms and blue helmets, light blue numbers, and stripe going down the pants. And moments away from the Sealings Grove Seals, the 6-4 in the number 2 seed in District 4 Quad A playoffs will be taking the field here in moments. Dave gives a chance to throw it to you. We've talked about it throughout the pregame here. But now this is where we let everybody know what's gonna seal the deal for a victory for the Sealers Grove Seals. Number one, mental preparation. We've got it, you
2: know, we we know we're a little better than this football team, probably, probably a good bit better. We cannot play down. We've got to play up. We can't lose that at all. We've got to clean up the penalties. And let
1: let's get let's get to a situation where we're very successful on third downs. And we'll keep an eye on that as we go throughout the night and taking a peek at the weather beautiful clear night is going to be chilly bring your jacket if you're not here already if you are listening and you're out in the stands you want to get nice and zipped up it's going to be chilly got a good uh student body here out in front of us getting ready to cheer on their student their seal and seals who will be taking the field here shortly and they're all red white helmets and they're anticipating they the seal and Scrow seals to take the field This has been Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford, Hyundai, and Lincolns in the North 4th Street, Auto Plaza in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Motors Kia's routes 11 to 15 on the Strip in Hummels Wharf. Again, this is Pat O'Brien and Dave Hess and Zach Showers bringing you the Seals Grove Seals playoff action here on Eagle 107, Eagle107.com, taking a look at the potential starters in case any late- late game changes but danny shock will start a quarterback for the seals just a sophomore 6'3, 205 pounds he's completed 69 passes on 144 attempts 909 yards 10 touchdowns and five picks he's rushed for three touchdowns on the season as well the leading rusher for the seals Number five, Nate Schoen a junior, six foot, two hundred and twenty-five pounds. He has six hundred and forty-one yards on one hundred and twenty-one carries and has 10 rushing touchdowns also in the backfield. You'll see the fullback, Ryan Amit, 28 carries, 131 yards, and a touchdown. And as you heard Derek Hicks talked about, Dean Hollaback looked to get some carries tonight. He has 66 carries on the season for 267 yards in the pass game for quarterback danny shock will be the leading receiver josh nyland 24 catches 400 yards and four touchdowns the other receiver christian Kantz, number four is a senior six foot 154 pounds he has 14 catches for 187 yards and also brett Ford, 10 catches 106 yards and the tight end the leading touchdown catch Uh, receiver for the Sealings Grove Seals is Wyatt Metzger. He has 12 catches. Half of those have been for touchdowns. Metzger is a senior at 5'11", 195 pounds for the Seals. Up front, you'll see a mishmash of offensive linemen as you heard Derek Hicks talk about Trey Bainey will not play tonight. He's going to take the night off, so Look like at center you may see Nick Young and at the guards Michael Mall, Micaiah Showers with the tackles Vance Metzger and Nick Schaefer. Nick Schaefer 6'2", 220 pounds. He's a senior wears number 65 for the Seelands Grove Seals. On the defensive side for the Seelands Grove Seals, again, some changes up front with Trey Bainey not playing. The defensive ends will be Vance Metzger and Nate Schoen. And again, Nate Schoen comes in tonight with 12 tackles for loss, a fumble recovery touchdown as well. Michael Maul will play the defensive tackle at six foot, three hundred and ten pounds. He's a senior. The linebackers will be Ryan Aumid leading the team in tackles with 8.5 tackles on this per game. 12 tackles for loss on the season for the junior linebacker. The other linebackers, Micaiah Showers, Wyatt Metzger on the inside, and also Scott Kissinger and Brandon Heil on the outside. Scott Kissinger averaging 4.8 tackles per game, Brandon Heil 3.8. Heil sophomore, Kissinger is the junior. In the defensive backfield, led by safety Teague Hoover, second on the team in tackles with 7.8 tackles per game. Three interceptions. He's a 5'10", 150-pound sophomore. The corners, Brett Ford at 5'7", 140 pounds. He's a junior. And Josh Nyland, who leads the team interception with five picks, he has a pick six as well back in the Berwick game. Josh Nyland, the senior, at 5'8", 145 pounds. They, one thing we talked about on this defense, and one of the other things they've made an adjustment throughout the season you've seen, is Danny Schock has played some corner and some some different situation he adds that size at 6'3 205 pounds to be able to go up against maybe a bigger receiver and create a little bit of a mismatch on the defensive side for the seals Grow seals but again just another guy that has added some depth to the defense for the seals i like the fact that they're playing danny defensively he, he is
2: i in my opinion i think he's he's an excellent defensive player He's a very rangy kid. He's he's tall and and yeah. You, you take away that distinct advantage of having a, a six foot four receiver against a, a five foot seven cornerback. Uh, so, Dan does a good job there, and I think it also helps him play in the moment, in the, in in the game. Like it, it, it can help him offensively
1: too, because he's a lot less thinking, a lot more playing. Get ready for the opening kickoff. Seals Grove will kick it to the Mustangs. Mustangs won the toss and decided that they would like to take the opening kickoff. Hunter Wolfley will drop back. He'll be staying at his own five-yard line. Also back deep will be number two, 22, that's Gabe sure He's a 5'8", 160-pound senior, while Hunter Wolfley is a 5'8", 160-pound junior. And Woofley is the guy that Coach Hicks talked about. He is explosive and he has a burst to him. He will be a guy you need to get to in the running game, but also on the kickoff return, as the kickoff return team has done well. And Kyle Rule will be doing the kicking chores for the Sealers Grove Seals as this district playoff game is underway. Line, drive, kicks, and a bounce in the turf and take by Wolfley at the 17. He's across the 30. Still going short of the 30, or 40-yard line. Oscar Macharo will make the special team stop. It looks like they will mark it right at the 40-yard line for the Midwest Mustangs. Offensively, the Mustangs, Christian Register, the quarterback, he has 601 yards, six touchdowns, seven picks. In the backfield, Hunter Woofley, who we mentioned, 911 yards, eight touchdowns. He also has 19 receptions. Also, the fullback is Trey Lover. He has 210 yards and five touchdowns for the Mustangs. First down and 10 from their own 40 for Midwest. Stapp goes to register. He's got a quick pitch it to Woofley. Wolfley off to the right, tries to cut it back up. Two-yard losses will be stopped at the 38-yard line. Good pursuit by that Seals Grove defense. Taking a look at the rest of the offense here. Receiving core, Gabe Register and Oakley Bennett for Midwest. Up front, the tight end is Ben Umstead. And the offensive alignment, Dunkelberger, Sauer, Portsline, Stuck, and Hornberger for the Midwest Mustangs. After the second down and 11 play, we'll talk about the Seals Grove defense. They'll stay in the shotgun formation Is Register. Two wide receivers split to the left. Second down and long. Just underway. Metzger showing blitz. He's coming. Register gets rid of it. Looking for a man out there. In and out of the intended receiver's hands. Defended well out there, but looked like that connection had an opportunity there. But the receiver's unable to make that connection. It was intended for Gabe Register, but it falls incomplete. Looking at the Seals' defense, Maul, shown Metzger up front. That's Vance Metzger. The linebackers, Ryan Ahmet, and he'll be draped by Showers and Metzger. The outside linebackers, Kissinger and Heil. The defensive backs, Nyland and Four are the corners, and T. Hoover is the safety. Third down and 11 for Midwest at their own 39-yard line. Shotgun formation, trips to the left. Blitz coming by the Seals. They back out of it, now they come. Racer drops back, looking left. Got a man out there, but it's going to fall incomplete, went between two receivers, hits the turf, falls incomplete. It'll be a fourth down and 11, so good start by the that Seals defense. That was an interesting third down. Seals Grove came out in the cover one, which means that
2: we were manned up across the board. And they came out at trips, and Teague Hoover covered that outside receiver. The ball never got there, but uh, it wasn't going to be a completion if it had gotten there because
1: Teague was all over the kid. seven, Josh Nyland. Josh and Brett Ford will drop back and stand in. Inside their own 25-yard line, waiting for the punt by Sauer. Carter Sauer, six foot 250-pound senior punter, will look to kick this one sort away. Of we talked about it. Hicks, talked about it. Dave, talked about it. This special teams has the advantage, and see if they can get something here. And there's a flag on the plate. It's going to be a delay of game as the play clock runs out. So they're going to walk that off against the Midwest Mustangs and get the Seals Grove Seals five extra yards here. Trying to look the way the wind's blowing. It's kind of settled in just a little bit here. Trying to see if Sauer is going to be cut putting into the wind. Very slight win at the moment. That's a big lineman punting for Midwest.
2: That always scares me because linemen don't catch the ball a lot. And uh, when you're catching that long snap, that can be tricky.
1: Gets it there, and he gets it away. It's an end-over-end kick. It's going to be a short kick. It's going to be caught by Brett Ford. He's going to the right. He's got a wall there up the right sideline. Good block by Nyland, still block it, for, able to get away from one tackle, get it into Midwest territory down to the 41-yard line to give Seals Grove Seals great field position to start their first offensive possession. I think we
2: can do that all night against them, Pat. I, they, they don't cover as well as they could. If you notice, the contain man on that side was way inside, and we're, we're about one block away from breaking that for a touchdown. Got the ball down on Midwest 42-yard line. Good start.
1: Seals Grove averaging 109.5 yards on the ground on the season per game. See if that's what they go to here to start this one. Two wide receivers to each side. Christian Kantz to the left. Josh Nyland to the right. Shotgun formation for Danny. He's going to take the snap. Give it to Nyland on the jet sweep. Trying to get to the sideline going left. Does. Looking for a big block in front of him. Makes a move at the 35-yard line. He's going to get to the 30. 30- yard line before he's pushed out of bounds by lover but a good run gonna pick up about 12 yards on the run that time for josh Stylin on the speed sweep in a first-down pickup josh is
2: such a good running back and, and he has such good speed to the outside i love that speed sweep for him uh... got a nice uh, block on the outside by nate shown that time
1: who's leading him <laughs> takes it down to the 30 yard line first down and ten and no score just starting this district playoff game, 10.38 to go here in the first quarter. Going to give it to Schoen, off the right, second level, still going, gets a block, the 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Taylor's Grove field. What a beautiful,
2: that was just a, a, five, five. a trap, that was a, an inside trap, he ran A-gap, the uh, left guard crossed over to the right, kicked out on a defensive tackle, Nate Schoen actually bounced outside of that trap block and just found space, and he was gone. What a what a great run! I, it almost looked like he was untouched,
1: right up the middle of the Midwest defense. So Nate Schoen gets his 11th touchdown of the season from the rushing department, and now Kyle Rule will come out and attempt the extra point here to push Stillings Grove up seven 0 High snap, four gets it down, oh. but it's blocked, that and it's wait. no good. And I know that I'll, that just drives you crazy. Yeah. Oh. I, that, well, that, you don't get that extra point.
2: Yeah, that that stuff. So many times, come back. It comes back to haunt you. And I just don't like doing that stuff. That's just uh, that's a shame. The snap a little high.
1: Was that blocked? I couldn't tell. It looked like it was blocked. Yeah, guy yeah, came off the edge, got to the block. It was a high snap, like you said, to four. He was able to get it down but I don't think that Kyle Rule could get a lift on it. It got blocked. Seals Grove goes up 6 nothing with 10.30 to go here in the first quarter on a two-play drive covering 42 yards, just two rushing plays. First one by Nyland and then finished off with a 30-yard touchdown run by Nate Schoen. And again, the extra point, no good. Seals Grove leading 6 nothing. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. Dave, you've been covering football a long time. You talk about that... that that edge, that, that mental edge, you scored very easily. That's where you worry about the mental edge going away. Hey, this is how it's going to be all night. We're just going to run all over them, and you will lose that edge. You can't do that early in the game. That's
2: exactly right, especially if you kick, if, if it's a real big play, uh, a long play, an, an opening kickoff. That stuff really does happen. I I get a sense that that's not going to happen tonight with this team. I, that was a good-looking good start to this football game, much better than
1: last year at this time. Kyle Rule will kick this one away. This is a higher end, end, end over end, down to Woofley at the ten. Get a good return on the first one. Trying to take it from right to left. You see the quickness that Coach Hicks talked about. As he crosses the 30 yard line, T. Hoover makes the special team stop. They'll take the ball out to the 34 yard line to start this possession with Midwest trailing 6 0 to the Sealers Grove Seals following the Nate shown 30 yard touchdown run. The opening kickoff, we kicked away from Wolfley
2: and he brought it out to the 40. And this time we kicked it right to him and brought it out to the 34. So I guess we should kick
1: it to him <laughs> and just get after him. Get after, get down there and get the coverage. First down and 10 as Register goes under center this time. Twins to each side. We call it deuces. With one back in the backfield, that's Lover. You, you Snap goes to Register. Quick throw. Gets it out there. Gets it to Gabe Register. Makes the catch. He's going to have 12 on the pickup, maybe 13 before it's done. Watch the What's extracurricular stuff there? there. Just make eight. the tackle and get back to the Chiefs huddle.
2: Round, down by the Inside
1: receiver on the right side, just a
2: little slant, and it was a clean throw by the quarterback. I think we're gonna we're we're manned up on these guys.
1: I think we got we're gonna play tighter on that short stuff. So first down pick up forward Midwest out to the 46-yard line. Clock running with 10 minutes to go in the first quarter. Seals Grove leading 6-0. They stay with the deuces. Turn. Register gives it to the low back of the backfield. That's Laura. Good size running back for the midwest mustangs at six foot 220 pounds a junior and he's going to pick up two yards second down and eight as they quickly get up to the line of scrimmage To the mustangs on the second down and eight play from their own 48 yard line
2: and teague hoover was in on that tackle i don't think he made the tackle he assisted on that tackle from the safety spot
1: second leading tackler for the seals is teague hoover from the safety position
2: we're manned up again on these guys quads that excuse me they have four receivers
1: as Rooster is under center, waiting for the snap, blitz coming by Metzger, comes, two-step drop by Register, gets it away on a slant, it's gonna hit the turf, fall incomplete. Well defended that time by linebacker Kissinger, as he was able to get to the defender, the ball hits the turf, third down and eight for the Mustangs. It's defended by the Seals, number 19,
2: Scott Kissinger. Uh, Scott Kissinger did a good job, he was manned up there, the kid ran a, uh, just a real quick slant on the inside. He did not allow that receiver to cross his face. When you're defending man, you cannot allow a receiver to escape inside of you because you know it's going to be a completion.
1: That was a great job by Scott. Looking for another big play here for the Seals. Third down and eight. Mustangs have it their own 48-yard line. Metzger coming off the edge. Balls away. Almost intercepted by Hoover. That's the linebackers, Micaiah Showers, and got, and Metzger got to register. He got it away, but couldn't find his receiver. Falls incomplete, and it's going to be a fourth down and eight in a punny situation here for the Mustangs, as Sauer will drop back to do the punny for the Mustangs. This has got one of the, he's set, maybe
2: more than one are going to go. This thing is is so close. It was so close last time. We watch film on these guys. You see that, uh, we, that we have a distinct advantage in the special teams
1: so will drop back and waiting for his punt will be Josh nylon and Brett four standing at their own 20yard line high snap the Sauer gets it he's going to get it away end over end kick is gonna be taken by Brett four at the 20. Coming up the left sideline. Gets a block from Nylon. Spins and is going to be tackled out of bounds just beyond the 30 to about the 32-yard line. And that's where Seals Grove will take over. First down and 10. They lead the Mustangs 6 now with exactly nine minutes to go in the opening quarter of this district 4 semifinal game between the SEALs and the Mustangs here on Eagle 107 and Eagle 107.com. Danny Shock will lead his SEALs. On this first down play, you see Steve Miller will line up the left guard position. Nick Young is the center. Trey Bainey is not playing tonight. Going in motion is Nyland. Getting the snap is shot. He's going to give it to Schoen. Trying to bounce it to the left. Pushes off a defender, spins back, and is going to lose a bunch of yardage. Number
10: five,
1: Nate Midwest came out, uh, they dropped. They, they the they got out of the 3 5 that time, and they came the out in a
2: 4 4 front. And
1: uh, that really shouldn't confuse
2: the, the Seals, but it's not something we're expecting to see tonight. So I see a change up there on the, on the, on the Midwest defense.
1: Loss of seven all the way back to the Seal 25 yard line on that nate shown run he tried to go left tried to spin and got tackled now they go with the tight formation and they go to the wildcat directly to nate shown off the right side looking for a block from ryan omit cuts it underneath the defender to get to the 31 yard line so a pickup of six to get to the 31 yard line but now it's going to be a third down and a short 12 for the seals trying to move the chains
2: yeah, this is, again, we're in a, a tough third-down situation here, and we're going to see what the Seals do to
1: respond here. We talk about the third-down conversion for the Seals on the season, just 23.4% on the season, and a lot of it is because they find themselves in third and long, and that's the case here. Third down and 11. Seals have at their own 31-yard line. They lead 6-0 with under 8 minutes to go here in the first quarter. Trips to the left, one wide receiver to the right. Shotgun formation for Danny. Lone back in the backfield with shock is shown. Goes to Danny, looking left. Going to get it to Nylon on the double move. Makes the catch. First down, crosses the 45, out to the 46-yard line. Pick up a 15 on the catch and throw for the Seals in a big first down. Move the chains. I really like the call by Mike Ferreira. The Seals came out. Well, Midwest is playing
2: man, and so the Seals came out with a, a trips bunch to the left, and all three receivers went different directions. And that really confuses the man coverage. When you bunch like that and all receivers go different, and what happened was um, our receiver was able to get clean, come, uh, come inside and get free because of that. This is going to go
1: Hollenbach and the Wildcat. Going left, gets away from one defender. He's going to be pursued by Lawver and boy, he goes down. We watch sometimes how guys tackle, and we wonder if they're if they're wrestlers. Because Lawver came up, and when he got a hold of Hollenbach, Hollenbach wasn't getting away from him. He
2: latched on. He looked like a wrestler. He looked like a two-leg takedown.
1: A loss on the play back to the 42-yard line. So a loss of four on the run. They try to go to the Wildcat to Dean Hollenbach that time. Nothing doing And you like the speed from Midwest coming through. They found some holes that time, and they're able to get to Dean Hollenbach for the big loss. They stay with the Wildcat. Look, Dean Hollenbach is the direct snap receiver. Gets it off left. Nothing there. Maybe a yard, and he's going to be pushed back. Just nothing going on on that left side by the Seals Grove Seals. So it's going to be another third down and long. They did pick up a first down when it was third and long. But Chuck found Nyland, they're going to have to do it again here as they have it at their own 44-yard line. They need to get to the Midwest 44-yard line to pick up the first down. Yeah,
2: and Midwest is staying in that 4-4 defense, and I think that's causing some uh, some confusion with
1: Seals Grove because uh, Lawler, the linebacker, came completely free the last play. Some personnel issues late getting into the game as Nate showing on his third down and long. Trips to the right. Danny drops back. He's got some time. Now he's going to take off and run with it. He's got to try to get away from a defender here on the left, and he's going to be slammed to the turf. Here by name, number, number 88, 88 making Danny the stop Shock. that time. Umstead makes the stop on Danny's Danny shot, and it's going to be well short of a first down. It'll be a fourth down and nine, and Metzger will jog out to put this one away. It's a short pickup by Danny. One thing we talk about, too, is that when you make the decision, you're going to go... As a quarterback, you gotta go. You gotta go. Yeah. Any hesitation and they Back react to it, and that looked there like it was, was some hesitation there on that run.
2: There was. And and they
1: just
12: uh, they closed too quickly.
1: Metzger will punt this way. He's had a great year. Looks like some movement up front by the Mustangs, so it won't be enough for a first down, but they will walk off the yardage here. And Metzger coming in tonight, he's averaging thirty-seven point seven yards per punt. He has a sixty-eight yard punt yards, to his credit on the, the four season four as well. Down. Boy, if he can get all of that, it looked like he'll be able to pin the Mustangs deep in their own territory. The other thing he does there, Davis, forces a lot of fair catches as well with the height of the ball. He does.
2: And and he forces a lot of guys to get away from it because they just don't know how to catch it.
1: So. That knuckle ball coming off that rugby-style yeah. punt. That's exactly We're right. S- seen it all year long and looking for a good one here. He'll come off to the right. Oh, he can run. And he punts it away. It's going to bounce at the 22 and be taken there by Schaefer at the 20-yard line. I thought Metzger... Had an entire field off to his right when he started running. Woo! I think if it was anything less than fourth and nine, I think he would have gone for it. Yeah, but as a coach,
2: you don't want your guys making those decisions by themselves. It, you, you, first of all, if you're the kid, you better hope you make it, but you're still going to get yelled at. If you if you did that, I shouldn't say at you. Should, you're going to get yelled too. <laughs> But if you make that decision on your own, you better be successful because that's going to help soften think a little bit.
1: Vesker punts it away, and the ball stands at the 21-yard line. Seals Grove leading 6-0. Mustangs have the ball. Under center's register. Gives it to the deep man. Nothing there. Quickly hit to the turf. Lost a couple on that time by the Midwest Mustangs. we are going to say loss lost maybe two. Or it'll be a second down and 12. Yeah, and and Nate,
2: Nate Shone and, and Micaiah Showers just did. They both got there so quickly on that on that uh, ball carry it was unreal. That play, Nate is just eating that center up right now.
1: Love to see him keep doing that. We're looking for candidates for the Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. We do it in each quarter, and then at the end of our game during our post game, we'll announce the Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Ryan on coming on the blitz. Fumbled snap. Rates turns It's going to be picked up by Schoen. Going left. Reverses the field to the right. Up the left pass. Jumps over a tackle. Spins at the 10. It'll be tackled at the 6-yard line after the fumble
2: recovery by Nate Schoen. Wow. Nate Schoen. Matt, he, uh, the quarterback never got the snap from the center. And that has everything to do with Nate Schoen just jacking him up every time he snaps the ball. That Nate is in that young man's head. And that's a difficult
1: situation for any high school center. Seals Grove recovering their 11th fumble of the season. That one Nate Schoen was able to return it 13 yards, actually make it 12 yards down to the 7-yard line. Seals Grove leading at this point 6-0 with 4.07 to go in the first quarter. They're looking to add to it after the fumble by the Mustangs. I formation this time behind Danny. Under center, take the snap, give it to Schoen. Off the right side. Big block by Ryan on it, but a flag's going to be thrown. Flag play, folks. A late flag's going to be fly. thrown in. And they're saying it's going to go against the Seal Grove Seals on that run by Nate Schoen. And why they're walking that off. Remind you. Penn State football played next September 9th when they take on Minnesota. Tailgate shows at 10:30. Kickoff at noon with Steve Jones, Jack Camp on News Radio 1070 W K O K. So Seals Grove pick up a penalty there, gonna have to walk that off. So now it's gonna be a second down. This is be first down and goal to Goshen. Yeah, should be. As they move it all the way back out to the 17 yard line. Yes, they corrected the down marker there it'll be a first down goal to go from the 17 yard line for the seals they stay in the eye formation going to go to shown again Getting the block from ryan almond off the edge he's at the ten the five dragging the defender down close to the two yard line good push by that offensive line fullback ryan almond leading the way for shown to get it to the two yard line second down goal to go for the two
2: we're going to stretch right outside
1: right ryan almond led nate shown unreal block by
2: ryan almond he got on the outside backer and drove him at least eight yards without losing contact with the kid. And Nate came very close to getting in the end zone. I think they got down inside a three-yard line.
1: Fifteen-yard pickup on the run that time by shown to take it to the two-yard line. Second down, goal to go for the Seals. Try to add to their 6 nothing lead. High formation. Give it to Ryan Almey. Goal line. Touchdown, Seals Grove Seals. Unreal effort by our offensive line. It was just a
2: a fullback dive right wedge blocking, and we took that entire defensive front
1: back into the end zone. Great job by the Seals' offensive line. Ryan Almey gets his second rushing touchdown of the season, a two-yard run for the junior fullback. It comes with 3.06 to go here in the first quarter. As Kyle Rule will attempt the extra point here. Came in on the season 18 for 23 from the extra point tries. Got the first one blocked. Looking for a better snap here and a hold by Brett Ford. Good snap, good hold to kick us up. Plenty of distance. It gets through, and it's good. So the Seals, Grove Seals take advantage of the turnover by the Midwest Mustangs. Turn it into a touchdown, completing another two-play drive, going just seven yards. Took one minute and one second. The extra point, good. And Seals Grove improves their lead to 13-0 following that Ryan Allman two-yard touchdown run. And it all comes after Nate Schoen was in the right place at the right time. It was a fumbled snap. Register tried to dive on it, wasn't able to come up with it. Nate Schoen picked it up went into running mode and was able to get the ball down to the seven-yard line. Following a penalty, Seals Grove sticks in the end zone for a touchdown.
2: That's right. And the thing that made that really happen was the fact that instead of just falling on a ball, Nate picked it up. I like I like his presence of mind. He just scooped it up without hesitating and went. If that, you know, a, a lineman like I was, you would fall on the ball. If you'd try to pick that ball up and run it, you would have gotten yelled at.
1: You would have gotten approached. Approached. You would have gotten yelled, too. <laughs> yes. yes. So they increase their lead to 13-0 over the Midwest Mustangs. Again, a two-play drive covering seven yards. Ryan almond gets his second rushing touchdown of the season. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. Kyle Rule will kick this one away. Line drive kick going off to the left of Woofley. Picks it up at the 11. Working up the right hash. Going to be hit there by Ryan, Ryan- almond on the stop. The special team stop, and he makes the play. So Hunter, hopefully unable to get back to the 20-yard line. They are going to give him a four of him all the way to the 19-yard line. And that's where Midwest will take over first down and 10, trailing the Seals 13-0 with exactly three minutes to go here in the first quarter.
2: And I cannot tell you how impressed I am with Ryan Allman right now. Offense, defense, special
1: teams, he is just, he is everywhere right now. Shotgun formation for the Mustangs. Reach turn to shotgun gets the snap hands it off to wolfley bouncing in the backfield he goes down that's brandon hile coming through able to make the stop for the seals gonna be another loss on the play i think every first play midwest has had on the offensive side has started with a loss of yardage and it happens here again two yard loss second down and 12 for the mustangs as they have the ball at their own 17-yard line. Well, they just tried to run
2: the ball off the middle, and Brandon Heil got there from the outside, outside backer, and made the tackle in the backfield. Great job by Brandon.
1: Two wide receivers split to the left. Seals Grove leading 13-0 late here in the first quarter. Register gets the snap, drop you back, gets the pressure, gets rid of it, looking over the middle, unable to make the connection to Gabe Register as Hoover came up just to make sure there was no... Catch there. Falls incomplete. It's going to be a third down and 12 for the Mustangs. You know, with with the 5'6 quarterback, I would think that one of the things you
2: want to do is get the hands up when he's throwing that ball. I don't see a lot of that. Zach had mentioned it to me earlier. But yeah, these these defensive linemen got to get their hands up in front of him, especially a guy like Vance Metzger, who's huge.
1: You're always taught if you can't get to him, get those balls up. Yep. Under center is register. Eye formation behind him. Third down and long it back at Richard, it to his right, no time. gets rid of it, throws the screen to Woofley. he's got some room, wiggles to the 30-yard line, and he's going to pick up the first down for the Mustangs.
2: Very good call by the, the uh, Midwest coach. Uh, they
1: caught us blitzing like crazy.
2: Micaiah Showers came flying through, and uh, they got us with a uh, screen
1: pass. Good job. Takes it out to the 32-yard line, about a 15-yard pickup that time by the Mustangs on a well-designed call to pick up the first down, and, boy, the quarterback, Reacher, sure took the hit for it, but Wolfley able to show his wiggle and pick up a big first down for the Mustangs. Blitz coming, Metzger off the left side. There's whistles that are going to be blown there before that play gets underway. Recapping what we've seen so far as we're closing in on the end of the first quarter. We actually have a timeout on the field taken by the Seals. We're going to take one, two as we send it back to Matt as he gives some updated scores on other games going on around the Valley. Matt.
8: For semifinal, Jersey Shore
1: 13 0 in the first.
13: And thank you, Pat. Up right now on our Eagle 107 scoreboard at eagle107.com. Blaze Alexander Ford of Lewisburg out-of-town scoreboard. On WKOK right now, District 4, Class 4A semis. Jersey Shore with a 13-0 lead over Shikalemi. And over in the District... Class 3A quarterfinals. It is Loyal Sox 7-0 over Mifflinburg. No score between Danville and Central Columbia. Warrior Run has a 7-0 lead over Lewisburg late in the first quarter over on 100.9 the Valley. Y'all, the latest score updates at 107com Pat to Pat and Dave.
1: Pat, appreciate that. Updated scores going on around the Valley. And Of course, we call it our out-of-town scoreboard. you by Aubrey Alexander Toyota. Doing it all season long. We appreciate their sponsorship as we give you updated scores throughout the broadcast here here we have a 13 nothing lead for the seals gross seals with 151 to go here in the first quarter following the timeout a first down and 10 for the midwest mustangs under center is registered lawford alone back in the backfield Blitz coming by the Seals by Ryan Almond Times it well, able to get to the backfield. Lauber going to use the side to pick up one yard maybe, and that's going to be it. It'll be second down and nine for the Mustangs.
2: He the was uh, he was in the backfield as as quickly as, as the quarterback got the ball from the center, and he disrupted that handoff. But uh, the Seals defensive front didn't give an inch. They were a wall, and uh, that big fullback just it went nowhere.
1: So it'll be a second down and long for Midwest, trailing 13-0, 121 to go here in the first quarter. I-formation behind Register. Blitz coming off the edge. He's going to drop back, steps up. Metzger gets to him, but he's able to get rid of it. Falls incomplete, fell between a couple receivers that time. But I do see Danny Shock in playing corner. And he goes and chases the ball down that sailed over receiver's head. To and Seals Grove defense will be able to pin the their goal. ears back on this third down and long for the Mustangs at their own 33-yard line. It's not too hard to tell what the Midwest uh, game
2: plan was. They're going to throw the ball.
1: And they're going to have to throw it here, trying to pick up. They went with the screen last time, was able to pick up a first down. Quick throw this time goes out making the catch danny shock is able to stop it immediately that was Woofly, who made the catch nowhere to go and we talked about danny shock's presence from the corner position and boy he made it a no-doubter quick tackle loss on the play fourth down and a putting situation for the mustangs
2: that was impressive danny shock looked incredible on that play they tried to throw a little bubble screen to the kid right in front of him. he was he was manned up on that kid and he just engulfed it just as the ball got there and he went nowhere but backward. Great job by Schock defensively.
1: There he stopped Woofley on a five-yard loss. So Sauer will come to punt this one away. Brett Four and Nyland standing at their own forty-yard line. Sauer gets it away. This is a good play. Going to send Nyland all the way back. He takes it off the turf at the twenty-five. Reverses the field, trying to get to the left sideline, using his speed, cuts under a defender, still going, gets a block. He's going to take it to midfield. A good return that time by Josh Nyland as he takes it to midfield to give Seals Grove actually the market just short of midfield to 49. But great field position for the Seals Grove Seals, leading 13-0. That was an unreal job by Josh Nyland. That ball was
2: kicked real high. It bounced in front of Josh, over his head. And Josh actually had to turn around, run completely away from where he wanted to go. He made the catch on the first hop, and what a great return he had. Almost the 50, out to the
1: 49-yard line. So first down and 10 for the Seals. High formation. Schock going to throw. Looking on the slant to Nyland. Makes the catch in Midwest territory at the 35. Trying to shake a defender to take it to the 34-yard line. As Nyland, 101, was able to create some separation, and Danny Shock throws a good ball to pick up the first down that
2: was a good looking first slam down. very good looking slam play nice throw uh, there wasn't a lot of separation between Josh and that defender the defender did have some contact with Josh uh, when he made that catch but it didn't bother him at all he just pulled it in and went
1: well, with that play that ends the first quarter as the Seals Grove Seals lead 13-0 over the Midwest Mustangs will flip sides of the field Ladies and and we'll get ready for the second quarter. We'll this is and Grove football presented by and Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com.
11: Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram on Route 61 in Sunbury has always put the customer first. Because of the great support from all over the valley, Zimmerman's is well into their second century of serving their customers. Bob Zimmerman and his staff always do their best to break the stereotype. That pressured, uneasy feeling that you felt while buying your last vehicle doesn't exist at Zimmerman's. Zimmerman's is the full-service dealership you want.
0: This is Eagle 107
1: The Philadelphia Eagles enter week nine, Sunday, one o'clock, versus Chicago Bears, Lincoln Financial Field on Eagle 107. Welcome back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field getting ready for the second quarter. Seals Grove Seals leading 13-0 over the Midwest Mustangs. After this play, we'll talk about the first quarter stats. Nate Jones gets the call going off the right. Now a reverses field, going all the way back to the left. Danny Schock gets a block, but there's a flag on the play. Nate Schoen taking up the left sideline, gets a block from Schaefer into the end zone, or to mark him at the one-yard line, but there's a penalty the flag, flag all the way back at the 37-yard line. There'll be a holding, call, holding call against the Seals, the Seals Grove Seals, so that run by Nate Schoen it's going to come back. I don't understand how you can make a hold call there. Because
2: we tried to run the ball to the right. It was an outside zone run. I don't remember the backfield action. It may have been a toss. Doesn't matter. It was stuffed on the outside, upfield. We didn't get the blocks we needed, but we got a holding call there. I'm not sure what happened. That's frustrating because that was a heck of an effort by Nate Schoen. He, he ran the 50 yards or 49, whatever he needed to get, get the touchdown, but it's coming back.
1: And it's going to mark the ball back at the 47-yard line but the Seals Grove Seals fouling the penalty. Give it to Schoen again. A reverse. Going to go to Nyland. Nyland up the right hash, and that play just never developed the way. Well, the it went to John Dean Hollenbach, and then he shot. gave it to Nyland going from right to left. And Carter Sauer. Nyland was not able to get it wide. He tried to cut it under defenders. He got stopped, but he got it into Midwest territory at the 48 after a short pickup, but this is now going to be a second down and long for the Seals needing to get all the way to the Midwest Mustang 24-yard line for a first down. One wide receiver in the play to the left is Nyland. Danny looking. He's got some time. Deep slam to Nyland. It's going to be intercepted by the Midwest Mustangs as Gabe first stepped in front of that one and made the interception. nope receivers says it was dropped. The referee came in and said it hit the turf and it was no good on the interception so Seals grow fortunate on that one that the interception was not made by the Mustangs as they say it hit the turf.
2: That was a great effort by Gabe Register he laid out uh, and and Got his hands just in front of Josh
1: Nyland as that ball
2: came. out with a super effort.
1: Take a look first quarter number. Seals Grove ended with 91 yards, Midwest 22. Nate shown four carries, 44 yards, and the touchdown. His 11th rushing touchdown of the season for the Seals Grove Seals. Ball sits at the Midwest Mustang 48-yard line, but there's going to be a penalty flag. As Swineford's going to say that the guard on the left side of the Seals Grove offensive line jumped, and he's going to be correct. They're going to walk that one off to take it back into Seals Grove territory, back to the 47-yard line. So now it's going to be a third down here. We're calling it a third and 30 for the Seals Grove Seals as they have it in Midwest territory. Shotgun for Danny. Trips to the left, it goes to Danny, good snaps, got some time, looking over the middle, got Metzger makes the catch at the 37, makes a man miss at the 30, going to be tackled inside the 25-yard line. And so Wyatt Metzger, who leads the team in touchdown reception, boy, gets a big catch there, adds number 13 on the season, and what a big one that is. He just, uh, he just ran a little seam pattern right up the gut,
2: and Danny found him a little bit late, and it was great, great job.
1: 31-yard reception by senior tight end Wyatt Metzger, whose head wasn't even turned as the ball got released, and then he looked and just snagged that one out of the air and picks up a big play for the Seals, Grove Seals overcoming penalties. This is going to Hollenbach between the tackles. Uses speed up the right sideline. Gonna run over a defender down inside the 10, down close to the seven yard line. Gabe Register able to make the stop, but Dean Hollenbach had made up his mind. He was gonna to try to run him over, but he picks up the first down. This is gonna be a first down goal to go for the Seals at the seven
2: yard line. And the Seals offensive line trap blocked that. That was a great job by the offensive line. Left guard, crossed behind the center and kicked out on the right side. Great job. Dean
1: Hollenbach will stay in his lone back in the backfield. He's going to get the call between the tackles, trying to get a good push. And he's going to get a decent push. He's move it inside the five-yard line, down close to the three-yard line for the Seals Grow Seals. Right at this point, they lead 13-0 with 9.48 to go in the first half. That was a wedge block that time. The entire
2: offensive line just all stepped toward Mikey Moyer. Got hip-to-hip and drove upfield. And uh, Dean Hollenbach tucked in right behind those guys, lowered the shoulders, and just drove upfield for a few good yards. Second and about three.
1: Second down as Christian Cancel split far to the left, Nyland to the right, Hollenbach again, alone back in the backfield. He's going to get the call, going left, trying to use the speed to get to the pylon. He's going to get to the goal line, into the end zone. Touchdown, Seals, Grove Seals. Toss left, well-blocked play. We had uh, an offensive left tackle
2: over there out in front of that. Great job by the offensive uh, left tackle by the Seals. I think that was
1: Nick Schaefer. Good push out there. Hollenbach able to use his speed and take it to the left pylon and get his first rushing touchdown of the season for senior running back Dean Hollenbach to push the lead to 19-0 as Kyle Rule will attempt the extra point off the Brett for hold. I tell
2: you, I really like what I'm seeing out of this offensive line tonight.
1: Hold's good, kick is up, and the kick is good. The Seals Grove Seal pushed their lead to start here at the second quarter. They now lead 20-0 over the Midwest Mustangs, and they had to overcome. You talk about that offensive line. They had to overcome penalties as it was marching in the wrong direction. Oh, yeah. But, boy, they overcame that in a big way and finished off with the good touchdown run by Dean Hollenbach. They sure did, and Dean needed every bit of speed he had to get there because the— Midwest uh, defense was
2: in hot pursuit, and he got just inside the pylon on the left side, and he had to drop the shoulder and make a hit to get into the end zone. Good-looking yeah. play, and that offensive
1: line I am impressed with. Let's give kudos to that offensive line. And you talk about up front, Nick Young and Michael Maul, Micaiah Shower, Steve Miller, Nick Schaefer, Vance Mesker, and, of course, the tight end Wyatt Mesker all involved in that, and in the fullback, of course, Ryan Ahmed when he is in there, he's done a great job in the rushing department. But that time, it was Dean running behind that offensive line, as you said, using his speed, gets to that left pylon, gets it into the end zone, and again, the first rushing touchdown of the season for Dean Hollenbach. I really like what I'm seeing out of out of Coach Ferrero too tonight. He's
2: he's really mixing it up, just just right. He's given Danny Shock great uh, uh, great pass plays that are. High Percentage pass plays and Danny's real
1: successful tonight. I love it. Kyle Rule will kick this one away. Straight down the middle, taken by the return man at the 12. That's Hunter Woofley between the hashes to the 30. Crosses the 30 out close to the 33 yard line. Host a red shirt, Oscar Macharo, and also Jack Hahn and Nate Allman on the stop for the Seals Grove Seals, but good field position for the Midwest Mustangs as he's able to cross the 30-yard line to the 33-yard line, and that's where the Mustangs, trailing 20-0, will take over first down and 10.
2: Wolfley has had good good returns all night so far.
1: I think he's returned four already. They've all been good. You do see the speed from the young man, just a junior running back return man for the Midwest Mustangs. Two wide receivers split to the right this time for Register. Going to throw the pitch to Wolfley. Tries to go underneath Kissinger, but Kissinger is able to get to him, take him down, helped out by Ryan Ahmet and also Wyatt Mesker. Again, start your possession with another loss on the play. That defense continues to press that Midwest offense, and this is going to be another two-yard loss, to second down and 12 for the Midwest. That, that's, that's a very
2: good point. We're putting that offense in, in second and impossibles all night long here, and that's exactly what you need. Ryan Almond, I got to mention, he found a window there that last play, and he was in that backfield
1: in in very small amount of time. Here he comes again, but there's going to be whistles here before this play gets started. It allows me to recap that Drive for the Seals Grove Seals that was finished off by a three-yard run by Hollenbach. Again, his first rushing touchdown of the season. He completed a seven-play drive, the longest drive of the night for the Seals. After their first two drives were just two plays apiece, but that seven-play drive covered 51 yards, took two minutes and 58 seconds. The extra point good. Seals Grove leading 20 nothing That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. Ryan Alme coming on the blitz again. Here he comes. Gabe reaches. Sorry, Christian it has got to keep it. Nothing there off that right side. And he's going to be stopped. Maybe a loss on the play. That Seals defense right up the middle, doing a great job.
14: They
2: uh, they they pulled a guard. They, they kicked out on the right. It was a designed run, and obviously by the quarterback. But they didn't have a chance. Our defensive linemen were into the backfield just after the snap of the ball. There was just no room
1: at the end. I think I'm noticing number 62 in the game, and it's Damian Catherman. He's playing the left tackle position Mm -hmm. for the Seals Grove Seals on this third down and long play for the Mustangs. 20-0 lead for the Seals midway through the second quarter. Breacher gets rid of it. Looking for Gabe Breesher. He makes the catch well short of a first down, but gets it beyond the 35-yard line out to the 37-yard line. Credit to Gabe on that catch. He had to got a 14-yard Pull it, make an athletic play just kind of bend his his way backwards to make that catch so a good catch to make this a much more manageable fourth down but hey, let's that see what they're going to do here
2: you're right that ball was thrown way behind him he
1: did he made a terrific catch fourth and about what
2: seven six
1: and they're going to go for it here are the mustangs high formation behind register bookly the deep man Taking the snap is reached, rolling to his right, steps up, gets rid of it, throws it up in the air, not gonna have a chance. He was hit by Schaefer and by Nate Schoen. So it's gonna be a turnover on downs. Back to the Sealers Grove Seals with great field position at the Midwest Mustangs 37 yard line. Well, if it's 20-nothing, you go
2: for it on fourth down, I guess, right? Playoff situation. Surprise there. No surprise, but uh, I'm sure the Midwest coach is trying to make anything happen at this point. He's down twenty nothing second quarter, and seeing what the
1: offense for the Seals have done, they haven't been able to stop them. And yeah. so yeah, I mean, I yeah, we, felt like he had to go and try to make something happen.
2: It was uh, third and thirty. And we got a first down last time, right?
1: After those penalties, absolutely. Yeah. Sealsgrove takes over in a Wildcat. Nope. Danny Shock is in the shotgun formation. You're gonna pitch it to Schoen off the right side. A Lot of green grass up the right sideline, Nyland with the big block, Vince Metzger with the block, Christy Kance with the block, as Jones able to take it inside the five down to the four yard line for the Seals Grove Seals. I really liked it, the formation and I liked the call by Coach Farrell,
2: We came out in a trips bunch right, a tight trip bunch right, and we ran a toss that way. Midwest was all manned up, so they had all those kids hanging over that trips bunch, they just ran patterns all the midwest defenders had their backs to the ball running with them and nate shown had a clear path good call mike ferrero
1: 33 yard pickup for nate shown as danny's under center first down goal to go for the Ford. going to be a flag, flag on the play it's going to be a false start against the ceilings grove seals and this is what we talked about like let's keep it clean let's play well a lot of things good things are happening here tonight but you want to keep it clean and one thing you control or the unforced errors, the, the jump, the false starts, the movement up front—those, those can't happen. And, and you get one here when you're uh, well uh, on your way to adding to this twenty-nothing lead at the four-yard line. Now, it's a penalty, you got to walk it off.
8: Yeah, that's a shame.
2: It, it, we, and those—we said before—we got to clean that stuff up. That—that—that's a
1: shame. Those flags are coming out very quickly too. Back to the nine-yard line. First down, goal to go from the nine for the Seals. Two wide receivers split to left. Going to go to shown. Right between the tackles, he fumbles. The ball's on the turf. There's a scramble. And Midwest says they have it. And they do. Yep. Ball is recovered by Midwest. Seals fumble. Midwest recovers. So a fumble it went to nate shown off the right side looked like he had some room to take it inside of the 10 down close to the five yard line ball squirts loose and midwest is able to avoid what it looked to be seals grove adding to their 20 nothing lead with a fumble recovery with 5 45 to go here in the first half again you we give you candidates for the smoking health center backbreaker plays of the game and I like, I like to see fumbles there.
2: Yeah, I like why Metzger's catch on that third and thirty.
1: That was huge for big first down for the Seals. Deep man Wolfley gets the call. Try to dance in the backfield. Not going to get anywhere off that right side. Host the Red Shirts and on the stop and. That's a good call, Dave. So one of our big candidates for the Shmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game is the Wyatt Metzger with the big catch from Danny Shock to pick up the first down on that third and forever.
10: And again, we'll announce
1: the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game at the end of the broadcast during our post-game show. We call it the Service Electric Cable Vision post-game show. Second down and 10 for Midwest. Shotgun formation for Register. Drops back, gets rid of it. Intercepted? Oh. No. In and out of the hands of Teague Hoover, who had a break on it. it was intended for Game Register, but it falls incomplete and bring up a third down and ten. register Register's pass.
2: Heck of a play uh, uh, by, uh, by Hoover. I, 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 Hoover. He, he jumped a, a real quick short pattern. Good job. Timed
1: up just right. Hoover has three interceptions on the season. That would have been number four. And put Seals Grove back in position to try to add to their twenty to nothing lead with five oh five to go here in the first half.
2: And a Midwest quarterback is he can't get rid of that ball quickly enough when he gets it when he's throwing.
1: Well, he's going to send two guys to each side this time. He's in a shotgun. Register drops back, standing in the end zone, going to throw it deep over the middle and it's going to be well overthrown. It was intended for Gabriel, just her defended well out there by Nyland and Hoover, and it's going to be a fourth down and 10, and the Midwest Mustangs will have to punt this one away. Seals Grove will look to get great field position once again, and if you just joined us, Seals Grove got on the board with a 30-yard touchdown run by Nate Schoen with 10.30 to go in the first quarter. Then Ryan Alman got his second rushing touchdown of the season to push it to to 13-0. And then Dean Holobach got a rushing touchdown as well. That came from three yards out. That's where we stand. 20-0 lead for the Seals Grove Seals with 4.59 to go. This punt's away. Looked like it might have been hit. It was. It was blocked ball's gonna roll out of bounds outside of the 20-yard line to about the 24-yard line Ryan Allman comes through gets a hand oh, on Jordan it and gets a block bounds. on the sour punt of, of 23 course punt. it's Ryan Allman he's everywhere <laughs> <laughs> he was he was on top of that ball when he he, he practically took it off his foot sales will get even better than expected field position here as uh, Ryan Alm, as we said was able to get to sour, got a hand on the ball Ball rolled out of bounds at the 23-yard line. First down and 10 for the Seals. They lead 20-0 with 4.52 to go in the opening half. Shock is under center. High formation behind him. Turn. Pitch goes to Holobock. Off the right side. It's got speed to the 20. Makes a move at the 50. Still going. 10. Shakes the defender to five inside the five down to the three-yard line for senior running back dean Hollenbach. i tell you what that was a great run that was set up by some nice
10: blocks
2: uh the fullback was out in front of him i gotta give kudos to vance metzger vance metzger blocked his man all the way downfield and he actually dropped him on his back on the one yard line Unbelievable effort by Vance Metzger with the right tackle
1: there. And setting up that 20-yard run by Dean Hollenbach to put the ball inside the five down to the three. So it's going to be first down goal to go from the three-yard line for the Sealers Grove Seals. High formation. Give it to Hollenbach. Off the right. Goal line. Touchdown, Sealers Grove Seals. Once again, the offensive line just
2: drove the entire defense back into the end zone. It was just a, a pullback lead to the right. Good block by Ahmed again, but uh, I'll tell you what, I, Dean Hollenbach went in standing up.
1: Good push up front.
2: The yeah. offense is exceptional tonight.
1: Dean Hollenbach gets his second rushing touchdown of the night and oh, second rushing touchdown of the season for the senior running back. And it comes with 4.18 to go here in the first half. Kyle Rule will attempt the extra point here. It's up, and it is good for the Sealens Grove Seals. 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 As they are able to overcome a turnover, they gave it to Midwest. Midwest was not able to pick up any yardage, had to putt it. The putt was blocked by Ryan Allman. setting set Seals Grove up at the 23-yard line. And it finished off by the Dean Hollenbach three-yard touchdown run, his second three-yard touchdown run of the night. And that completed another two-play drive, the third two-play drive for Seals Grove on the night just taking 34 seconds the extra point good by kyle rule and it pushes seals grove lead here with 418 to go in the first half to 27 to nothing that's the seals Grove ford drive summary one of the games we've been keeping an eye on all night is the blaze alexander for tough game of the week it's the danville ironman traveling to central columbia the number three seed hosting the number six seed in the 3a district playoffs We'll get updated scores on that. See if we can send it back to Matt after this kickoff. See if we can get maybe one or two updated scores before the Midwest Mustangs go on offense. Kyle Rule has teed it up. they will kick it off. Woofley will hope for Midwest will get the return here. He's been able to get good yardage. Seals Grove will try to get good coverage here. It's a line drive kick. It bounces at the 18 and goes out of bounds. So you're kicking it away from Woofley. And it sails out of bounds. So with Midwest getting good field possession, can we send it back to Matt? Get updated score, maybe one or two of them before Midwest takes over on offense. All right, thanks, Pat. So speaking
13: of that Central Danville game, that is still scoreless midway through the second quarter. The number six seed versus the number three throw. seed. That is in the second quarter there in the District Four Class Three A semifinals. Warrior Run now leads Lewisburg thirteen seven in the other quarter quad A uh, semifinal, and. uh Jersey Shore up 30 to nothing right now over Shikalemi in the second quarter in the other quad A semifinal. Back to you, Pat.
1: Thank you, Matt. Updated scores, part of our out of town scoreboard. Brought to you by Aubrey Alexander Toyota. The Seals will have to kick this one again. They'll have to march off the penalty. So Kyle Rule will tee it up at the 35 yard line. Waiting back will be Wolfley and also Register standing inside their own 20 yard line. As Carl Rule will sail this away. And Dave, I think you just kick it to him, go down and get good coverage. Send guys like Kissinger and Oscar Macharo and, and Hahn and Hoover and go down to make a tackle. We have some desire guys there. Yeah, absolutely. I'd kick it right to him. Let him. They do register Gabe Register at the fifteen. Up the left hash. As, As Dean Hollebach just threw a blocker into Register and almost knocked him to the turf just from the pressure from the blocker that Dean Hollebach threw into Register, but Dean Hollenbach finishing him up. They give him four momentum to the 25-yard line. Holy mackerel. 22, Gabe Register. The play isn't over as soon as you make contact. They put it all in the 25-yard line. Dean Hollenbach made contact at the 23. Unreal. (laughs) Oh, my God. Dean Hollenbach did a great job there. Holy cow. (laughs) He just threw number 10 into Gabe Register and still was able to end up making the stop. 27-0 lead for the Seals. 4-11 to go here in the first half. Shotgun for registered low snap, balls on the turf, quick pitch this time out to Wolfley. He was going to try to throw it, he does. It's a high throw, Nyland trying to make the break on it, and not able to get to it. It's going to hit the turf. It was an intended receiver, all the way on the right side was that Peachy? Can't tell if that's number 12, the light blue colors, but... It was a floater. Wolfley did everything he could to avoid the, the hit in the backfield and just threw a flutter, and Nyland tried to make a break. Going. Couldn't do it. Second down and 10 for the Midwest Mustangs. That was a trick play by the Midwest Mustangs, a to toss pass. Small portable devices with earphones. They'll put it at the 25-yard line on the second down and 10 play i formation behind register blitz coming by all they're going to give it to the deep man swallowed up quickly by nate schoen and a schaefer So loss on the play of two it'll be a third down and twelve for the mustangs midwest tried to pull the right guard and kick out on our uh,
2: our defensive tackle and nate schoen just blew it up he he was into the backfield and got in the way of that pulling guard before he could even get to make the block
1: Third down and long for the Mustangs. Trailing 27-0 with 3.33 to go here in the first half. Breastcher sure looking over the defense. Taking a step. Rolling to his left. Throws it back to the left. Excuse me, rolling to the right, throwing back to the left. Looking for his tight end that time. Bumstead falls incomplete, and it's going to be a fourth down in a... Funny situation here for the Midwest Mustangs. Wyatt Metzger on that third down just
2: blitzed off the edge, and the he was in the quarterback's face before he shot. could even not set up to throw it. End. And, boy, he uh, he ran the quarterback over just to release the ball. Great
1: job by Wyatt Metzger on that play. We have a guy coming up, the bleachers. He's got his headphones on. Hopefully he's listening to us. He's got double-fisted with the hot chocolates. Hope he's enjoying the game here. As he comes up, gives us away. appreciate you listening, Eagle107, Eagle107.com. He's hands off a hot chocolate to his better half, I'm sure, as this is going to be a return for oh, Seals Grove. By the Good run that time, Micaiah Showers, able to take that return, give Sealensgrove great field position once again. They lead 27-0. And they're in business to try to push this lead with 3.16 to go here in the first half as they'll have it at the Midwest 24-yard line. I love seeing a guy with number
2: 54 on running the ball. <laughs> I love it. That's good. Good for Makaya.
1: And it was a nice celebration here on the near side when Micaiah was greeted by his fellow teammates. Awesome. Now He goes out there. He's going to play the right guard position. Nick Young is the center. Steve Miller playing guard on the left along with Schaefer, Metzger, the tackle on the right. Shock drops back, plenty of time. Look it over the window, wide open. Right on it, touchdown, Silas Grove Fields. Well done, Coach a Ferrero. Good hard call. Hard he
2: sent the fullback on a seam right up the left hash, and Ryan Ammit made it look easy. Beautiful throw by by uh, Danny Shock, and uh, that play was wide open. They did not see a fullback coming out of our backfield. They wouldn't have dreamed of looking for that. He was wide open. Great call, Coach.
1: Ryan Almey gets his first touchdown reception of the season and it's Danny Shock's 11th passing touchdown of the season as Seals Grove increased the lead to 33 nothing looking to make it 34 nothing Well, this is Kyle roll extra point the whistle blows Got some movement up front before this one gets it. underway but Seals Grove taking advantage of the return by Micaiah showers number 54 to the pleasure of the Seals Grove Seals Seals, and Dave as well. Setting up that possession for the Seals Grove Seals and after one play, Shock finds Ryan Allman for the 24 yard touchdown reception.
6: Seals Grove declined
1: declined the penalty by the Midwest Mustangs as Kyle Rule will attempt the extra point here again. 3-10 to go here in the first half. Snap's good, holds good, kick flies through the upright and is good. So the Seals Grove Seals increase their lead to 34-0 with 3-10 to go here in the first half. A lot of great things happening here in the first half as Seals Grove got on the board on four straight running plays to push the lead out to 27-0. We always said your run game sets up the pass game. As Midwest is stacking up the line of scrimmage, and as you called it perfectly, Dave, they sent the fullback straight through the line. Ryan Almond wide open at the goal line makes the catch, scoring on the first touchdown reception of the night to push it to 34-0. I love that call. I, I, that was a great call. And Ryan Almond again, he he
2: made that catch look easy. It was just just turned around, just grabbed it, no problem. It was. I, I really admire that that young man. He is one tough dude, I'll tell you.
1: So that one play drive finished off by the all catch from twenty-four yards out, coming with three ten left in the first half. Extra point good. Seals Grove lead thirty-four 0 That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. Get- so Kyle Rule will kick this one away. Of course, we're talking about candidate Smokey Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Well, but candidate we have to throw in the mix. Ryan Ahmet's 24-yard touchdown reception from sophomore quarterback Danny Schock to push the lead out to 34-0 Kyle Rule will kick this away sort of It's worth mentioning this, the kickoff coverage guys Kissinger out there, Aaron Rothemal, Steve Miller, Ryan Ahmet Brandon Howell, Oscar Macharo, Teague Hoover, Jack Hahn, Nate Ahmet and Dean Hollenbach as they waiting for the Kyle Rule kickoff He kicks it away a line drive taken by Gabriel Shredges, 10. Up the left hash. Got some room, got some speed, crosses the 30, and it will go down there. Jack Hawn makes the stop at the 33-yard line, but I love the fact that you just kick it to the guys. Let's go down and make some plays, and a cover guy do what they need to do and make the stop at the 33-yard line. Make it a contest if you have to. Who gets them? But yeah,
2: I agree. Kick it to their best player and go get them.
1: They'll spot it at the 33-yard line, and that's where Midwest will take over, trailing 34-0 with 3 3 to go here in the first half. Stick around at halftime. We'll send it back to Matt. He'll give us updated scores and other games going on around the valley. We'll get stats from our stat man, Zach Showers. Get the first half of Dallas from Dave Hesse. Get you ready for the second half, all coming up at halftime. Reacher right. looking for Wolfley, defended by Brett Four falls incomplete, second down and 10. For the Mustangs. They had five, what, five wide receivers that time. Quarterback
2: was back there all by himself. You know darn well they're not planning on holding that ball very long back there when they're in that situation because they have no running backs back there helping to block.
1: Yeah, you know, like you said, Reister looks to get rid of it as quickly as yeah. he can. And he's a tough kid. He's been hit hard. Probably the biggest play of the night was a screen pass to Wolfley, who picked up the big first down on a second down and 12. And, boy, on that play, Reister got hit, but he popped right back up. Tough kid. He is a cool. very tough kid. He's going to keep it here, straight up the middle. Hit by Schaefer. Grabbed by five red shirts, and he's Here's finally taken it to the turf. turf. As Micaiah showers I mean, in on the stop. On the play. They'll give him a, a couple yards on by. that, but it's going to be a third down and long for Midwest. Clock continues to run. 2.40 to go in there in the first half. Ball sits at the 30-yard line. It's going to be 35-yard line after the two-yard pickup. With the he came out, but the looked in, uh, team. again like the it's all wides, and, and the, the quarterback just tried to run
2: it up the gut there. I think he did have the fullback back the there with that time. Area. But they're trying anything at this point.
1: They're, Thank you. they're really struggling, Midwest. Trips to the right this time for Midwest. Shotgun formation for Register. Takes a snap. Crossback looking over the middle. Now looking to the right. It's got a man out there. And the ball's going to be knocked away. Nope, ended up knocked in the air, and Wolfley stayed with it and made the catch at the Midwest, or excuse me, at the Sealers Grove Seal 49-yard line. And as Wolfley hung in there, T. Hoover came up to try to make the interception. Ball bounced in the air, and Wolfley comes away with the reception. First down, pick up for Midwest.
2: Now yeah, Wolfley was on the ground. Um, he was on the ground, and the ball had been deflected by uh, Hoover, and it, it just came, if came right down to him. He caught it laying on the turf.
1: 16 yard pickup for the Midwest Mustangs to the Seals Grove 49 yard line. 209 to go here in the first half Seals Grove leading 34 to nothing. Snap goes to register. Look it to the right again. Nylon out on the coverage. Ball back up in the air again. And a Lynn Swan type catch in the Super Bowl for us older gentlemen, older fans of football. He goes up, ball's knocked up in the air, and the receiver makes a catch five, as five, he falls to again, the turf. Second play in a, in, a, in a row where the Midwest receiver the caught the ball
2: eight. off a of deflection.
1: And I mentioned Lynn Swan for us older folk. In the Super Bowl, he went up, made a catch, and as he was falling to the turf, he kept his eye on the ball, made the catch as he hit the ground, and that's exactly what Midwest did on that reception there. First down pickup at the Seals Grove, 19-yard line for the Mustangs. Puts coming by Mackay Showers. Reacher steps up, looking over the middle. It's going to be intercepted by Hoover. Going off to the right, now reverses the field to the left. And he's going to be tackled at the two-yard line. Talk about somebody that's going to be approached by the coaching staff. T Hoover is going to be approached by the coaching staff.
2: Yeah, if he were taking a knee, we'd have the ball in a 21. You know what, though? I'll take that from Teague Hoover because nine out of ten times, he's going to make something incredible happen. He got tackled on, what, the two-yard the one-yard line
1: there. But Uh, if there's one guy on the team I want to try, that is Teague Hoover. (laughs) Interception by Teague Hoover. gave him his fourth interception of the season. He started going to the right, which I think if he just kept going to the right, he could have gotten more yardage, but he reversed his field in the end zone giving Coach Derek Higgs a heart attack yeah, yeah. as he fell just out of the end zone to the one-yard line. Seals Grove takes over first down and 10 from their own one. And now we're going to have whistles blown and stoppage in play here. Timeout will be taken by the Seals Grove Seals. And yeah. It would be
2: nice to see a nice long throw here, wouldn't it? Good, good opportunity. A minute and 46 on our own one-yard line. I mean, Let's get it out of there and let's practice our two-minute drill. This is a good opportunity. I
1: think maybe that's why they took the time out there. Let's talk about this. Get yeah. personnel in there. Get guys where you need to be. That could win us a district championship next week if we get real proficient at the two-minute drill. And Derek Hicks, knowing him and him as well as I do, and you, Dave, know, he wants to shut up. He don't want to give up the safety oh, no. here. He don't want to, nothing but a big goose egg on yeah. that scoreboard. So he's trying to prevent against that as much as anything else. That's true. And when your head
2: coach is a uh, defensive coordinator, <laughs> your, your number one goal is a shutout. His, his, he wants the offense to get his defense good field position.
1: Following a timeout, Sealsgrove first down at 10 at their own one-yard line. One forty six to go here in the first half. Sealsgrove leading 34-0. Danny Shock under center. See if Danny just leans forward to try to get some yardage. Lawford straight there. It's going to be a whistleblown before we get this one going again. And if it's a penalty against Seals Grove, it's going to be half the distance. So one yard is what three feet. So you go subtract it's be half one the flat. distance. So you just, just got to... <laughs> go... eighteen inches. Watch the official walk this one off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, keep yeah. the focus. Right, keep what the focus. Broadcasters here got to keep the focus as well. well. Now it's at the like half yard line. Seals Grove first down and 11. They're leading 34-0. But like you said, from a serious note, this could be your two-minute drill. How yeah. are you going to work this thing out? Pitch is going to go to Hollenbach in the end zone. Try to get to the edge. There He's got go. real. Gets a block from Nyland. Try to use the speed to get to the 30. Runs over the defender at the 35. Still going up the right sideline. 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, till Let's go Steel. A 99 yard run. Wow. <laughs> for us older guys. Tony Dorsett did it on Monday Night Football as Don Meredith said 99 and a half yards touchdown for the Sealers Grove Seal. Dean Hollenbach out of the end deep in the end zone. He got a toss right and went the distance. He had a run over defender to 35 yard line which he did. Kept himself in bounds and I'm going to go on record to say that is a Sealers Grove Seal program record. 99.5 yards, the longest touchdown run by the Seals Grove Seals in program history. I remember one year, Andy
2: Sanchez ran one, I think it was 99 yards, am I wrong? I don't know, but injury, against Jersey Shore, Andy Sanchez had a 99-yard run. run.
12: Well,
1: we're going to rely on our, our listeners to do some research for yeah. us. Jason Carpenter, where are you? Get some people, go on to, the, uh, to our Facebook page, message us, let us know. Was there a longer run or is this tie for the longest run? 99 and a half yards by Dean Hollenbach. Of course, it's going to go in as a 99 yard touchdown run for Dean Hollenbach. He's able to shake a defender at the 35 yard line and take it the distance up the right sideline. Dean Hollenbach having a career night. Love it by the senior. He caught the ball nine yards deep in the end zone. Uses speed just to first get it out of the end zone. And, boy, took it up the right sideline, running over defenders and takes it in for the touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals following a stoppage on a timeout and then a penalty. Seals Grove turns it into a score to push the lead to 40-0. We have a stoppage here. Injured player down in the end zone for the Midwest Mustangs. So give a chance to send it back to Matt again. Matt, some updated scores on other games going on around the valley.
13: Yeah, thanks, Pass. We'll get back up to you in just one second. In the Jersey Shore Shikolemi game, District Four Class Four A semis over on WKOK. Jersey Shore in command in that 37 thirty-seven-six. In the District Four Class Three A quarterfinals, at Montoursville leading twenty-eight to nothing over Shabokin Warrior Run, leading Lewisburg at the half, twenty-one to seven. In the Three A D Four quarterfinals, that is at the half on one hundred point nine. The Valley Oil Sock with a fourteen 0 lead over Mifflinburg in the and other AAA action, and also in AAA action at the half in Central Columbia three and Danville nothing. Back to you,
1: Pat. Appreciate that, Matt. Updated scores going around as we catch our breath here. Good to see the Midwest Mustang player on his feet, but definitely getting some assistance from some fellow teammates. So our thoughts to him, and hopefully it's something he can bounce back from. He was in the end zone chasing Dean Hollenbach and uh, was hurt on the play as Dean Hollenbach took it 99 yards for a touchdown for the Sealers Grove Seals. And, Dave, you said it. Let's go on a two-minute drill. And, uh, boy, what a good call. <laughs> that, was a, that was a heck of a two-minute drill. <laughs> <laughs> they left too much time on the clock.
2: I'll t- yeah, they if did. Big
1: West, I- they get it back. They want to run out the clock. Yeah,
2: that's right. I- I'll tell you what. If you're ever going to have a two-minute drill, though, that's the way to do it. I mean,
1: 99-yard you know, run. Now Kyle Rule will jog out to kick this extra point after the first one got blocked. He's at four in a row, trying to make it five in a row, and the extra point tries off of the Brent four hole. Good snap, good hold, the kick up and is good. So the Seals Grove Seals increase their lead to 41-0 after the Dean Hollenbach 99-yard touchdown run, coming with 128 to go here in the first half. Took 16 seconds to go, 99 yards, and shake up a couple defenders, make a couple moves at the end of that run. Another one-play drive for the Seals Grove Seals. And again, 99 yards. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary.
2: Unreal run. And and he used a stiff arm on his own 35-yard line. It just sent the Midwest defender flying. That was... Not just a, a good run, that was a tough run.
1: Good, good effort by Dean Hollenbach. So the crowd and, and us here in the booth still in a buzz. Not a chance to get to see a 99-yard touchdown run. I was stunned as he was taken up the right sideline, thought for sure he was going to be stopped around the 35, and he just manhandled the defender, threw him to the turf, and then was just using his speed to get up the right sideline. And take it in for the score for the Seals Grove Seals. They lead 41-0 with 128 to go here in the first half. Again, stick around at halftime as Zach is on to his third pencil as he's getting his stats together. <laughs> oh, he's got a mechanical pencil, so he's on to his third replacement lead in his mechanical pencil. I'm
2: going to send somebody to Walmart for that.
1: Yeah. anybody do us a favor, quick run. Or maybe the concession stand on the far side has mechanical lead for, Z- for Zach's pencil. <laughs> Kyle Rule kicks this one away. It's going to roll inside the 20 and not go out of bounds as it tiptoed along the sideline. Taken by the return man at the 15. Cuts it between the ass, and Metzger just drives him into the turf. Jack Hobb was the first oh. guy down there. And it Metzger tackles and he returns it four yards before they throw a flag on the penalty. They're gonna call it unsportsmanlike penalty against Wyatt Metzger following the tackle. That was a solid
2: tackle. I'm sorry, but that flag came out very quickly.
1: I don't think I've ever seen a official give three unsportsmanlike penalties in a row back to back to back to back to back. Questionable there, but uh, Wyatt Metzger, I'm going to give him credit, got down there on the play. Jack Hahn was the first one there, made him turn up, and Metzger, unfortunately the return man, walked right into Metzger's mitts. Baseball player analogy there for uh, for Wyatt Metzger as a catcher on the state championship team, and boy, he ran right into his mitts, and uh, he took him down and looked like a good, clean play, but they're going to call it unsportsmanlike, and it's going to go against the Sealers Grove Seals. That was a great play by Wyatt Metzger, a great play. And Derek Hick is asking for an explanation here from the head official on that call there about the tackle from our standpoint, and it looked like it was just a good, tough tackle. Yeah, I didn't see anything.
2: It was a solid, clean hit. Good-looking play by, by Wyatt. He should be
1: proud of that hit. Sales Grove at this point leading 41 nothing with 118, and... How many penalties was that?
3: unsportsmanlike penalties against the Seals. They marched them both off. Midwest now has two, two unsportsmanships.
2: No, no wonder he was doing
1: I thought he. I was wondering why he was showing so many unsportsmanlike. So following the Holy double unsportsmanlike, I don't think I've ever seen that. This is unreal. On a tackle, but it takes it all the way to the Midwest 45-yard line, first down and 10 for the Midwest Mustangs. Did he flag him for being happy? I mean, he he was, there was a little bit of
2: celebration, but nothing bad at all.
1: So they'll have it in good field position, trailing 41 nothing. They'll have it at the 45-yard line. Register drops back, looking right, gets ready, almost intercepted by Brady Ohio in the, out in the flat. It hits the turf, falls incomplete. Almost intercepted. A little quick out by the the, um, the Midwest receiver,
2: and Brandon Heil did a great job of breaking on that. It was a very short pass play. He got his hand out in front and knocked it out of the, uh, knocked it from the receiver before he could get to it.
1: Now we got a stoppage here. Give it a chance to let you know as they're sending Brandon Heil to the sideline. Now what happened? He might have some blood or something. Well, he's shaking his hand a little bit, but. So he comes to the sideline. Christian Kant's going to check in, play linebacker position on the left side this time. Second down and 10, following the incompletion by the Mustangs. Seals Grove leading 41-0 with 1.14 to go here in the first half. Blitz coming by Allman. for gives it to d deep man, Wolfley, nowhere to go. Nate Schoen able to make the stop after beating the block, he got to the backfield and made the stop, a loss of three that time, is going to be a third down and 13 for the Mustangs. Our defensive line is just moving that line of scrimmage
2: back every play now, all three of them, and they're also blitzing um, Ahmed a lot, and Amund's taking that line of scrimmage back himself. There was just
1: nowhere for that running back to go. Guys up front, Nate Schoen. Also, we talked about Damon Catherman playing a left tackle position. Trey Beatty not playing tonight. Coach's decision on that to hold him out as he's bouncing back from the game a week ago. Nick is doing a great job out there, too. It's moving up. The play clock runs to zero, so it's going to be a delay a game against the Mustangs a delay of game with just 27 the seconds, the seconds to go. Again, stick around at this halftime. We're updated we're scores, down. including our Blaze Alexander four Tough Game of the Week, Danville and Central Columbia. Also, we'll get our stats from our stat man, Zach Showers. And then we'll get a first half analysis from Dave Hess. look forward to the second half. Get updated score on the Jersey Shore Cikolemi game. Jersey Shore was leading that one. Looked like they were stretching that lead out. So it's setting up what has become pretty routine in District Four Quad A, and that's a either a visit Seals Grove Seals to Thompson Street Stadium or the Jersey Shore Bulldogs visiting Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field this year. Unfortunately, it will be if everything holds up as it is here between those two games. Seals Grove will be going on the road to take on the Jersey Shore Bulldogs and Eagle 107 will be there with them. It'll be the District Four championship game if Seals Grove can hold on to this 41 to nothing lead. Just getting ready to go in halftime with just 27 seconds to go here in the first half. So following the timeout by Midwest, they come out in a third down play here. Shotgun formation for Register, two backs in the backfield, Woofley and Lauber. Two wide receivers split to the right. Ryan Alm is showing blitz, backs out of it, now coming again. Trying to time the blitz. Staff goes to register. Gives it to Wolfley off the right. Catherine on the stop. Also getting up Oscar Macharo. Dave, we can say this now. One thing that Derek talked about was, if his team can play well, get out to a good lead, and then you can start and strategically and do it in a smart way, start subbing guys in to cut down on the amount that they have to play tonight. That was gonna be the perfect scenario and right now, when you see Oscar Machara, Catherine in there, that's, been the that's exactly what it's been here in the drunk. first half. That's right, and we're we're going to have a running clock
2: in the second half. The mercy rule will be enacted. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would I would work those young guys in and get these bar, these starters off the field now and get them ready for next week with Jersey Shore. But you can't risk getting sloppy in the second half. And just just a, you're right, coach has to just move guys in as as he can and 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 keep the edge. Uh, we don't want Midwest to to start scoring touchdowns or anything like that.
1: We go to halftime following that play and that defensive play by the Seals Grove Seals. It is halftime. Seals Grove leading 41 to nothing. And we're going to send it back to Matt after these breaks from updated scores. Again, get stats from our stat man, Zach Shower. Check in with Dave. First half analysis and give you the scoring recap of that first half. Seals Grove leading in the District 4. For a semifinal game over the Midwest Mustangs 41 to nothing. this is Seals Grove Football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com.
10: Hi, I'm Tracy Subsick, And I'm John
5: Subsick owners of Carpet Man and Milton.
11: After battling breast cancer a few years ago and making a full recovery, our family wanted to help other women fighting the same fight.
5: So this October, our family business again will donate a portion of each sale to the Thyra M. Humphreys Center for Breast Health.
11: They'll cover the cost of mammograms for those who can't afford them.
5: Your visit to Carpet Man in Milton this October will make a difference.
4: We hope to see you in our family store soon. Thanks for your support.
3: Here at Murray Motors Chevrolet, we are big enough
4: to serve you, small enough to know your name from sales, service, parts, and our body shop. Murray Motors Chevrolet brings you a bigger, better selection of cars, trucks, and SUVs, including the area's best certified pre-owned inventory. Our new inventory is expanding to an all-time high. We offer the only lifetime powertrain warranty and price match guarantee on all new Chevrolet models. Murray Motors Chevrolet located a half mile south of Susquehanna Valley Mall, Sealands Grove, or online at murraychevy.com.
10: Powertrain warranty does not include commercial vehicles. Nurses as accountants, waiters, and welders, anyone can be injured on the job, unable to function properly. It affects your work and everyday life. Coach soccer, carry groceries, carry your child. No one has helped more people heal from work injury and rebuild their lives than the Workplace Injury Institute at Shamokin Dam Health Center. Call 743-4333.
14: Chemokin Dam Health Center Designed with you in mind
0: eagle 107 is wegh northumberland Sealance grove your home for Sealance grove
13: seals football halftime at harold l bullock memorial field where it's been all seals all over the mustangs here at the half a big one for the seals they lead at 41 nothing here in the half of the District 4 Class 4A semifinals. We'll get it back out to Pat, Dave, and Zach in just a little bit. Matt Catrillo back here with you in our Eagle 107 studios in for Sean Carey tonight. Here's a look at the Blaze Alexander Ford out-of-town scoreboard. And the other District 4 4A semifinals. Jersey Shore all over Shikalemi, 44-12 last time we checked. That is late in the second quarter. Moving to the District 4 Class 3A quarterfinals. It's Montoursville all over Shemokin 28 nothing in the 1-8 matchup. where we run over Lewisburg at the half over 100.9, the Valley, the 4-5 matchup. We'll get to those highlights in just a little bit. And Loyal Sock is up 14-0 over Mifflinburg in the 2-7 matchup. That was in the second quarter at our last check. And then at the half, it is Danville 0 and Central Columbia 3. We'll have more on that in just a little bit. Then the District 4 quarterfinals in AA are all tomorrow night. Tawanda at Southern Columbia, North Penn Mansfield at Wellsboro, Linebound and at Troy, and then Mount Carmel in Bloomsburg has already forfeited by Bloomsburg due to a lack of players. And then back to tonight, the Class A semifinals in D4. No score between South Williamsport and Cannon. That is in the third quarter. And at the half, it's Muncie over Sayre, 14-13. Eastern Conference won a two-way final. Last check in the second quarter, it was Northwest Area over Montgomery, 6-0. But at the half at, the, at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field, Seals Grove with a huge first half, leaning it 41 to nothing so let us get to those first half stats and it was a big first half for Dean Hollenbach the senior along with Ryan Amunds first we're gonna though we're gonna start it off with Nate Schoen on the second play of the game first drive of the game for Lewisburg or for um Seals Grove rather Nate Schoen with a 30 yard touchdown runs to put the Seals on the board gonna
1: give it to Schoen off the right second level still going gets a
13: block the 20 15 10 5 touchdown Seals Grove Seals and the extra point was no was no good. That made it six to nothing. Seals in the first quarter. Then on the second drive, following a Nate Shone fumble recovery, Ryan Allman got his first touchdown of the night from two yards out. Second down, goal to
1: go for the Seals, trying to add to their six nothing lead. High formation. Give it to Ryan Allman. Goal line touchdown. Seals Grove. Seals. That time the extra point
13: was good. Thirteen nothing at Seals Grove. Then after. A third and 30 conversion by Wide Metzger, a 31-yard connection from, from uh, Daniel Schock. Dean Hollenbach got his first touchdown with a three-yard touchdown run.
1: Second down is Christian Cancel, split far to left, Nyland to the right. Hollenbach again, the lone back in the backfield. He's going to get the call, going left, trying to use his speed to get to the pylon. He's going to get to the goal line, into the end zone. Touchdown, Seelands Grove Seals. Extra point was good, 27
13: nothing, Seelands Grove at that point. In the second quarter, then later in the second quarter, the the Seals took over at the Midwest 24. Daddy shock to Ryan Ahmed right on the first play of that drive for Ahmed's second touchdown.
1: High formation. Give it to Hollenbach. Off the right. Goal line. Touchdown, Seals Grove Seals.
13: And of course, that was. Set for Ahmed, and here's the one now from Ahmed that made it 34 to nothing. Shot drops back. Plenty of time. Look it over the window. Wide open right on it. Touchdown, Steelers Grove Seals. Well done, Coach Ferraro. Good call. call. And before that was a blocked punt by Steelers Grove and Hollenbach had the three-yard touchdown run. That was 27 nothing. Then the touchdown pass to Ahmed made it 34-0. And then the big one. I mean, right before the end of the half, Dean Hollenbeck with a 99-yard touchdown run that is deemed to be called the longest touchdown and run in Seals Grove football history, according to Pat O'Brien, right off the bat. So it's got to be true. And that was that would make it 41-0 Seals late in the half.
1: Still going up the right sideline. 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Seals Grove Seals.
14: A 99-yard run. Wow. <laughs>
13: There you go. Yeah, what a, what a half for both those guys, Ryan Allman and Dean Hollenbach. 41 nothing Seals at the half. Now let's go over out to Thompson Street Stadium in the other District 4 class for a, a semifinal. Of course, the, these two winners will be playing each other next week, and looks like that might be Sealensgrove Grove and Jersey Shore getting their second matchup of the night. We start off in the first quarter. Jersey Shore marching down the field on a 60-yard drive and caps off with a rushing
8: touchdown. Kevin.
7: Larson
13: now looks at it. He runs it, and he
7: is stopped at the line of scrimmage, leans forward, he's in for the touchdown. What a
8: shame. What
7: a shame. They had him stopped at about yeah. the three-yard
13: line, but just pure effort pushed him in. That is Kevin Hearn, and the Chief Dave Ritchie on the call that made it 6 nothing Jersey Shore as they missed the extra point. Then Jersey Shore forces a, sh- a Shikolemi punt on the first drive. And that goes on for an 80 yard touchdown drive in just four plays for the Bulldogs. I
7: formation under center for the first time tonight. Larson will hand it off first back through. He will get his way into the end zone at Seacrest with his third rushing touchdown of the season
13: with 5.29 remaining. An 80 yard drive capped off in what? Four plays. Four plays. And then the, the Shore Bulldogs would then extend their lead to 30 to nothing. But then Shikalemi finally getting on the board late in the second quarter. Shikolemi gets the ball back after Jersey Shore turns it over on downs, and Shikolemi's Joel Durr runs it in from 77 yards out. Balestrini decides to hand it off. This one will go to long, and here he comes. Durr, rather. Durr to the middle of the field. Durr to the 40. Durr to the
8: 30. Durr to the 20. Durr to the 10. Durr to the end zone. Touchdown, Shikolemi. Good for Shikolemi. There was just a quick hitter off the guard. And, you know, there was basically uh, everybody was up in the line. The linebackers went in the gaps. And when he broke through, there was nobody there.
13: So there you go. That's the Chief Dave Ritchie and Kevin earned the call. And the scoring still has kept going on. Jersey Shore continues to pound the Braves. It's 50-12 to now with 59 seconds left in the half. So lots of blowouts so far on the 4A side of things for the District 4 play. Now let's go to Triple A action where at the half it is Warrior Run 21 21- and Lewisburg 7 over on 100.9 the Valley Lewisburg takes the opening kickoff getting down to the defenders 22 yard line after converting two third and longs and then Nick Shetleski fumbles at the 22 where we run recovers and after Warrior run punts the Dragons line up to punt and the ball goes off the edge of Nick Shetleski's foot defenders get the ball at the Dragons 31 and on third and goal from the five Wildcat again
10: Justin this time with three backs in the backfield Direct snap, he takes it right up the middle of this time and walks into the end zone for a touchdown. Denver Beachel scores a touchdown from five yards out, and moyer Run takes a 6-0 lead with 3.34 to go in the first
13: quarter. That is Greg Wetzel and Justin Michaels on the call. Then the defenders get the ball at their own 21 and methodically drive down the field in the second quarter, resulting in what's called a touchdown on the field.
10: Quarterman calling the signals in the shotgun formation. Straight back to pass, looking to his left. Now he's being chased out of the pocket. He throws it downfield, deep into the end zone, and just touchdown. No, he didn't complete it. I don't see how that could be a touchdown because the ball came out. There's no way. There's no way that could be a touchdown. The ball came out. They have to wave that off. That is unbelievable how he didn't complete the process. And they're giving him a touchdown.
13: Unbelievable. Well, there you go. Some controversy there with that touchdown. As warrior run led at 13-0. But the Green Dragons able to get on the board. The defenders heading to the end zone again when the Dragons' defense is able to make a big play.
10: Three receivers to the right. One receiver to left. Shotgun formation for quarterman. He just takes the ball and he's off the right side. He's hitting bubbles. fumbles. Fubbles, the ball, picked up. And see who is that? Spodey. Ethan Spodey is on the 40, the 30. The 20, the 10, and touchdown, Lewisburg, as Ethan Spaulding picks up the fumble and runs it into the end zone for a touchdown for Lewisburg.
13: And then the defenders get the ball back and in a hurry to score again. Two receivers right again. Shotgun
10: formation. Cornering back to pass. They pick up a blitz, throws it deep down the field, being chased, and he catches the ball and in for a touchdown. Pass complete. To Dalbert for a touchdown. So that makes it now 19-7 to 7 with 108 to go. Three plays, Justin, move right down the field and scored.
13: And then the defenders were able to convert a two-point conversion to make it 21-7. That is the score over there at the half on 100.9 The Valley. We'll take our first break here. At the half, it is nothing Seelands Grove with the lead. We'll get it back out to Pat and Dave for some halftime stats from Zach Showers, our staff man. Then we'll get ready for the third quarter kickoff. We will be in a running clock over at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field as the Seals jump out to a 41-0 lead. This is Seals football on Eagle 107, driven by Seals Grove Ford.
15: Hi, this is Bob Schoen, the general manager of Blaze Alexander Ford, Route 45 in Lewisburg. And for years, we've been saying it's worth the drive to Route 45. Well, what does that mean? It means you're going to get the lowest price guaranteed on any new or used vehicle in stock. Check out our inventory at BlazeAlexanderFord.com and compare it to the competition. It means we have a selection of over $12 million of inventory. So whatever it is that you're looking for, we typically have it on our lot. It means you're going to get service after the sale that's second to none. Plus, at Alexander. Ford you're always going to get the most for your trade-in. Don't make a $1,000 mistake. Make the drive to Route 45 in Lewisburg.
7: Honey, now what are you doing? I'm listening for the best pumpkin sounds. That works with watermelons, not pumpkins. Why are you knocking on all of them? I want to pick out the ones that are going to fly the farthest and smash the best. Oh, right, you and the pumpkin chunkin'. Well, at least leave some for other people. You're embarrassing me. Ooh, the corn cannon. I'm so torn between the pumpkin chunkin', the corn cannon, I just can't decide. Oh, brother. I'm heading to the Coles Hayride.
11: Bye. <sighs> Get your tickets for the events at Coles Stony Hill Tree Farm. Visit Colesstonyhill.mazeplay.com or Colesstonyhill.com for maze and Christmas shop hours. Kohl's Stony Hill Tree Farm, located on Mexico
0: Road, Milton, or at Colesstonyhill.com. Eagle107.com. He's currently 53 on the season, and we're also the
1: welcome back to halftime here from Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field, as Seals Grove leads at halftime, forty-one to nothing over the Midwest Mustangs. Student athletes being honored here at halftime by the. Team is Seal for the Sealos Grove Seals. Try to listen a little bit, uh, Bill Sotalek, as he goes through. But again, student athletes being honored down on the field. Congratulations on their achievements. And as they continue to move through the playoffs, this soccer team won the District 4 championship and they'll move on into state playoffs. Good luck to them. Field hockey team down there as well. And again, Nice job honoring the student athletes for the Seals Grove Seals. We're right at halftime again. Seals Grove leading forty-one 0 Look at that. The team numbers: Seals Grove with 10 first downs, to Midwest four first downs in the rushing department. Seals Grove two hundred and thirty-five yards, ninety-nine of them coming on a Dean Hollenbach touchdown run, Midwest being held to minus eleven in the passing department. A bit even. Seals Grove eighty-seven passing yards. Wide Midwest? Midwest has 81, but total yards all Seals Grove in that first half, 322 yards, so just 70 for the Midwest Mustangs. Both teams trouble with that penalty uh, column there. Ten combined penalties, Seals Grove with six, and Midwest with four. Both had a fumble in that first half. Nate Schoen had a fumble as he was crossing the five-yard line. Midwest came away with a recovery, but Nate Schoen made up for it as he picked up a A Christian register fumble and was able to take the ball down inside of the 10-yard line. Eventually, after a penalty, was able to uh, turn that into a touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals. Again, leading 41-0 here at halftime. Take a look at individual numbers first for the Midwest Mustangs. Register, 6 for 19, 81 yards, and has one interception. His main target has been Wolfley. Four catches, 55 yards. Register has two catches for 25 yards for the Mustangs. And the rushing department, Wolfley, who came in as a leading... Uh, rusher for the Midwest Mustangs. He was just eighty-nine yards from a thousand, but he struggled in that first half. His eight carries for minus fourteen yards. Lover, the fullback, two carries for just three yards. Now for the Seals Grove Seals in the rushing department, Dean Hollebach, eight carries, one hundred and forty-two yards, three touchdowns. Nate shown six carries, seventy-seven yards, and a touchdown. Josh Nyland has two carries for 11 yards. Ryan Allman, one carry, two yards. But he got his second touchdown of the season for the seals Grow Seals. In the passing department, sophomore quarterback Danny Shock four for five, 87 yards and a touchdown. He spread it out between three receivers. Nyland, two catches, 32 yards. Wyatt Metzger, one catch for 31 yards. And Ryan Allman adds a rushing touchdown to go along with a receiving touchdown. One catch, 24 yards. And the touchdown, so again, Seals Grove outrushed the Midwest Mustangs in that first half, 322 to just 70. Seals Grove leading halftime, 41 nothing. as both teams have returned to the field, getting ready for the second half, and a little dominance on, uh, 15, to say the least, in that first 15, half. half. And can't stress it enough about how you approach the second half and how you want it to be done in a way that prepares you to go on in what you're expecting to be a District 4 championship game at Jersey Shore next week.
14: Well,
2: it's going to be a running clock because it's 41 nothing At 35 nothing. we get the mercy roll. So I, normally a coach is going to want to get their number ones at minimally a series or two in the third quarter. A, a lot of coaches like to get three quarters without before they start substituting a lot. But
3: um,
5: I,
2: I'm not sure what Coach Derek Hicks wants to do here. I, i I'm, my assumption is probably going to start with the number ones again and start working kids in quickly uh, and and get. We he, he want to get these guys off the field now and, and get them ready for the biggest game of the year, which is the district championship game next week against Jersey Shore. And number one thing you have to do is you have to have them healthy and you have to have them fresh. So this is an opportunity for them to get them off the field.
1: On Eagle 107, Rob Center will wake you up every morning beginning at 5 a.m. with the Rock and Roll morning show. Rob also helps you get your workday started with a 107 minute superset with the most music to start your workday all on Eagle 107. Dave, will take your points and see if that's exactly what this coaches staff. It puts stress got, on the coaching staff because you want focus, you want the, the mental toughness, you want to be able to get through this, you want to get guys in, but you don't want to lose, like you said, that edge. It's Hills Grove gets the second half kickoff, it's going to roll down to the 20-yard line, still on turf, and finally taken by the return man, and he's going to be slammed to the turf. Inside the 20-yard line is Dean Holland. Bike had to run it from deep in his own territory all the way up to the 20-yard line. The ball had come to a complete stop, and the ball is live. It Midwest could have gotten down there. They could have recovered that, but Dean picked it up, ran to the right, tackled immediately. Seals Grove takes over first down and 10 as we just start the second half from their own 18-yard line. Yeah, I think one
2: of those guys in the second line should have gotten on that ball a little more quickly. That's a live ball laying there, and uh, Dean did a, a real heads-up job of getting there. Whoever was in that second row was actually avoiding the ball,
1: so <clears throat> that was a dangerous situation. Dean did a good job on that. He was able to get to it and use his speed and got to the ball and set Seals Grove up first down and 10 from their own 18-yard line. Just starting the second half, leading 41-0. The last we heard, Jersey Shore leading big over Limmy. So the And we have a penalty here. As they're going to walk it off on sportsmanlike conduct on the Midwest Mustangs. So this is going to give Sealsgrove great field position all the way out to the 33-yard line to start this possession. Danny Shock comes out, sends his teammates up to the line of scrimmage. Eye formation behind him. Wide receivers to each side. Taking a snap is Danny. Pitches to, Sch- to Hollenbach. Off the right side. Able way to get it from a defender at the 35 to the 40. He's going to get to the 40-yard line, out to the 46-yard line before he's finally stopped by Gabe Register. But a first-down pickup for Dean Halibach going off the right side of that Seals Grove offensive line. That was
2: the same play he scored the long touchdown on it was a toss right. Uh, I noticed that we do have a position or a, a change, personnel change. Aaron Rothman will start in the second half at tight end, number 41.
1: And we ran right to him that time you talked about with new numbers getting in we'll let you know this one's going to go to a fullback ryan almond able to run over defender take it into or looks like the market right at midfield looked like ryan was going to be able to stretch it into midwest territory but they're going to it at midfield four yard pickup second down and six for the sealers grove seals and there was nothing fancy about that
2: play that was just a, a fullback belly to the right inside zone blocking
1: good tough run by ryan Allman to get four good yards Nick Young at the center position. Makai Showers and Steve Miller, the guards. Vance Metzger and Schaefer, the tackles. It's going to go to Ryan Allman, hitting the backfield and driven back. <laughs> it, was, it was Swineford who got in there from Midwest, was able to get to Ahmed to get him off his track, and then a good push by that defensive line. Stop on the play, give a full momentum all the way up to the 49-yard line. Wow. <laughs> wow. The four of momentum, I know it's not an exact, it's, uh, an exact science, but holy <laughs> mackerel. <laughs> Mark it at the 49-yard line. So a loss of one on that one by Ryan Ahmed. Third down play here for Danny Schock. Christian can't split to the right. This is going to go to Holobock. Off the left, underneath the defender. He's into Midwest territory. Gets a first down as he takes it inside the 40-yard line. Down to the 38-yard line goes Senior Dean Hollenbach, who's adding to his great night, picks up where he left off in that first half. First
6: down.
1: Dean Hollenbach is on fire
2: right now. Again, he ran outside left, and he he is so fast. His acceleration is
1: awesome tonight. We're going to put it at the 38-yard line following the run by Dean Hollenbach of 23, 13 yards off the left side that time. First down intent 10 for the Seals. Fullback, Ryan Allman gets the call. Lot of room. Second level into the safety. He takes it inside the 25-yard line down to the 24-yard line that time. Vance
2: Metzger and Micaiah Showers absolutely ruined the front of, of the Midwest defense that time. They drove them six, eight yards
1: downfield. Ryan Ahmed had a, a clean path for a good six-eight yards before he got hit. Ended up with a 14-yard run that time for Ryan Amit behind that good push at offensive line. Under center is Danny Shock. High formation. It's gonna go to Ryan almond Second level. 15. He's at the 10. Hit at the seven. And that's where he's going to go down right there as ryan omit found a big hole off that right side to pick up another sealers grove first down again that was just a wedge right
2: uh it was just wedge blocking straight ahead fullback dive
1: awesome looking play again we had great movement up front 17-yard pickup by ryan omit just following behind some good offensive line push on that right side vance metzger makai showers in the center nick young they stay with the eye formation two wide receivers split to the right danny turns gives it dean hollebach try to go off the left side he's going to be hit by two midwest defenders and finally finished off he's hit it to 15 and knocked back see where they'll mark him with the forward momentum
6: they're going to put it at
1: the 11-yard line
2: i don't know midwest must have blitzed off the outside it was supposed to go it looked like it was supposed to go outside left but the fullbacks ended up blocking inside, and Dean bounced out to some Midwest players out there. I'm not exactly sure what happened. It almost looked like um, the the line blocked inside zone. And he ran outside zone. I, it's hard to
1: tell though. A loss of four, so it's now second down, goal to go from the 11 for the Seals. Turn gives it a fullback, Ryan it blows over a defender to five into the end zone. Touchdown, Sealers Grove touchdown Seals. Five. That Number was a
2: beautiful four. drive. That, again, just a straightforward. Fullback dive, straightforward blocking.
1: Great job by the offensive line. Tough run by Almond. He gets his second rushing touchdown of the night. His third touchdown of the night. Two rushing, one receiving. This one from the rushing department to take it into the end zone for the touchdown from 11 yards out for Ryan Almond.
2: Beautiful looking drive. I'll tell you what, that was just uh, it was just total dominance by the SEALs offensive front. That's that whole drive.
1: Gaining confidence here in the ball game. Kyle Rule will attempt the extra point. This one sails through and is good for the Sealens Grove Seals as they push their lead out to 48. Nothing with 7.15 to go here in the third period. Remember, we're looking for
14: 19. We're
1: looking for candidates for the Shemoka Dam Health Center backbreaker plays of the game. And boy, that run that time by Ryan Allman. Impressive. Takes into the end zone and It's that offensive line that are setting up the backbreaker plays of the game because they're getting that great push. Ryan Almond just feasting on that big hole and takes it into the end zone for that touchdown run from 11 yards out. Was able to complete an eight play drive going 67 yards. Just took four minutes and 40 seconds. The extra point by Kyle is good. And the net lead now for the Seals 48 to nothing. That's the seal and Grove forward drive summary. Again, that offensive line, great job in that drive. And Kyle Rule will tee this one up and kick it away.
2: I'm impressed with Vance Metzger right now. He, he is playing a great off game offensively 30, and defensively. Kyle. He's going That's both return, ways. 22
1: Gabe Register and 25 Hunter Wolfley. Wolfley and Gabe Register will wait for the Kyle Rule punt. or excuse me, kickoff here as Kyle Rule will tee it up. At the 40-yard line. Kickoff coverage, guys, have been good here tonight. Kyle Rule approaches it and kicks it away. It'll go to Woofley at the 11. Crosses the numbers. Still going. Lots of room this time. He crosses the 35 out to the 36-yard line before he is stopped by... Like Oscar Machar in on the stop, and also number 21, Wyatt Mesker in on the stop. There is a flag on the play. So while the officials chit-chat about that, we remind you that the Eagles can be heard on Eagle 107. The Philadelphia Eagles enter week nine. They play Sunday at 1 o'clock versus the Chicago Bears. They'll be at Lincoln Financial Field, and it's all on Eagle 107. It's going to be a penalty against the foul, Seals yeah. Grove Seals. Personal foul against the Seals. You see a blow to the head? Penalty? Yes. Helmet to helmet contact.
5: They'll march that off. Yeah. And Midwest
1: will have possession. So that's going to be a big penalty against the Seals Grove Seals. It'll march the ball into Seal territory at the 49 yard line. It'll be first down and 10 for the Midwest Mustangs. They are trailing 48 to nothing. It's Mercy's rule. For those who aren't sure exactly what mercy rule means, it's just the clock will continue to run each and every play. Only time it stops is change of pos- possession of the ball and after scores. Shotgun formation for Midwest. There's going to be a penalty against Midwest as the play clock runs down to zero.
3: delay of game against Midwest the marchback five they
1: want to acknowledge something here too we talk about the band and we know how good they've been and entertaining crowds each week we get to see it it's amazing they do an unbelievable job we look forward to seeing them next week when we're at Jersey Shore but you know another uh, group that doesn't get a lot of recognition and should and they're out here cheering on the crowd is this is the cheerleaders you know cheerleaders they're dealing with the weather and whether it's raining or hot or whatever it happens to be but Give give credit to the Seals Grove Seals cheerleading team out here as they battle the weather and and keep uh, everything festive out here and keep the crowd cheering on. And it's nice to right in front of the student body. And a lot of times there's good interaction between the cheerleading squad and the student body. And uh, I I just want to acknowledge and recognize them for what they do as a part of these Friday night games. They're doing a great job. They're great kids. As they watch their seals grow, seals out to an impressive 48 to nothing lead with 5:44 to go here in the third. Up man gets the call. That's Lawver, and he's a good sized kid able to carry a defender to the 48 yard line. It's going to be a third down and nine for the
2: Midwest Mustangs. And Dominic Seco is now in a nose guard. Dominic missed a, a, a bunch of this season because of an injury, and he is out there. Good
1: for him. I'm glad to see Dominic get on the field. He's a great kid. see Meckley playing the safety position now. Mm -hmm. Oscar Macharo playing the linebacker position as well. He's coming on the blitz as Macharo. Now he backs out of it. Throw this time for Register down the right sideline. Defended out there by Hollenbach, and he's able to make the interception for the Seals. Dean Hallabak adding to his historic night, and he makes a defensive interception for the Seals Grove Seals to give it back to the offense.
2: Good looking play by Dean. He he got over there just in time. Uh, the Midwest ran just a straight go route down the outside. He was the kid was trying to run to the end zone. Quarterback threw it up for him. Dean timed it up just right and got there. He made a beautiful hands with uh, or catch with both of
1: his hands. Super job. Check it into the game. Bunch of new numbers we'll get you those names and numbers as we continue to move here in the third quarter. Seals Grove leading 48-0, clock running with 4.45 to go. Nate Allman splits out to the right, number 84. Up <laughs> with the center snap. Connor Grove comes in at quarterback position. Mm-hmm. He's a 6150 150 150-pound yeah, backup eyes. quarterback for Connor the Seals Grove Seals. And there's a mishap on the exchange from center to quarterback. And they're going to call it a false start prior to the snap. Five-yard walk-off, first down and 15 for the Seals. Cameron Fogarty's in at guard, at right guard. Michael Maul will play center, number 79 mm-hmm. in the middle there. Hand-off goes to the deep man. Is that Jack Hahn? Yes, it is. Number 28 off the right side. Not much there. It goes down Number 72 into the game. That's Brady Hoot for the Seals Grove Seals 47 into the game for the Seals as well. That's Luke Borkoski. It's a junior. 5'8", 200 pounds. He'll play the fullback position As we continue to give New names and new numbers into the game. Seals Grove races out to a 48 nothing lead here. They led 41 nothing at halftime and get the touchdown to start the second half. And right now you have backups in the game. Han yes. gets the call there, spins out of a tackle, runs into a wall, white shirts is going to go down there. Short pickup, and it's going to be a third down and long for. The seals pro seals.
2: Yeah, that was a that was a lead left we just tried to run there, and there was a lot of penetration up front. We have a, a lot of young guys on that offensive line right now, and it's probably their f- for a lot of them is their first or very they've had very
1: little marks of the action right now. So it's gonna be an adjustment. Catherine into the game as well, playing on that left side of that offensive line. hmm So it's a third down and long for the Seals. Play clock under eight. As Connor Grove comes up under center, taking the snap, gives it to D-man, Hahn, off the right side, fumbles the ball, it's going to be picked up by the Midwest Midwest Mustangs, outside of the 20-yard line at the 21-yard line. by number 22. That was a lead
2: right they just ran, and he was getting some good yards, but he got a good solid hit, and it popped the ball out.
1: So Midwest jumps on top of. They're in business at the 21 yard line. They're trying to avoid a shutout here. They trail 48-0 with 2:45 to go here in the third. And again, new guys playing on the defensive side as well. Yeah, there are a lot of new jerseys out there. On count by Gabe. Excuse me, Christian. Register turns. gives it to the fullback Lover. Bounces off to the right side. Dragon Defenders going to pick up about three on the carry. So it's going to be a second down in medium for the Midwest Mustangs. We're being brought down by number six.
2: Yeah, that was uh, the big fullback, just the fullback dive right. I think they're trying to get that big fullback onto our JVs here. And uh, our guy stepped up. Not a bad looking play.
1: Things finish up the way they looked here. Midwest will fall to four and seven on their second season of high school football sure fakes it to the D-man. He's going to keep it off the right. Spins out of a tackle. Oscar Macharo able to get to him and take and him down. It'll be a short pickup. It'll be a third down and about three, three, three for the, the, the Midwest line. Mustangs. And Midwest is going old school here, man. It's just it's black
2: and blue pounded right at these guys. So, And it's third and about uh, three. So this is going to be an interesting down here. The ball is on about the 13-yard line here, so this is, Seals want to preserve that shutout. This is it right here. They've got to do it. They've got
1: to step up. Third down and short. One back in the backfield is Lauver. Blitz being shown by Macharo. Turns, gives to Lover, runs away from a defender, and finally slammed to the turf at about the 6-yard line. Put it at the 5-yard line, so it's going to be a first-down pickup for Midwest, so it'll be first-down goal to go from the 5. Also into the game for Seals Grove, number 27, he into the game. He's playing on the right side of that defense for the Seals. Actually move him to the left now. On the right side is Jack Hahn, number 28, not 27. First down goal to go from the five for the Mustangs. Blitz being shown. Give it to Lauver. Off the right side, he'll be hit. Good job to the left side of that defense for the Seals and taking him down. First guy in there, that time, number 72, Brady Hoot, and a nice job from his defensive line position. Yes, and Dominic Seiko
2: had the uh, the tackle to play before that. I wonder if they forgot that Dean Hollenbach is still out there.
1: <laughs> it's all it's all the younger kids and, and Dean. He doesn't want to come out. He's having an unbelievable <laughs> night. He's got interception to add to his rushing performance here tonight as well. Give it to Lawfer again. Good push, goal line. Touchdown for the Midwest Mustangs.
5: Touchdown run by number 44. Just up. a straight ahead
1: dive
2: left. Uh, and that that's experience against inexperience. Varsity players against JV players. Our guys are out there. They're fighting hard. So I'm really glad fun. to
1: see these guys get some experience. And it comes with just three seconds to go here in the third period. On to attempt As the extra point, extra point, is number 19, point try here will be taken by number. 19 Ethan Schife Sophomore 5'8", 155 pounds left footed kicker for the Mustangs Staps good holds good kick is up And it's gonna come up short and not sail through the upright So the Mustangs get on the board. They will avoid the shutout, but the extra point tried no good And right now it stands at forty eight to six The Seals Grove Seals continue to lead here in the third period. So for the Mustangs, they get a five-play drive covering 21 yards. Took two minutes and 52 seconds. The extra point no good, but Lauber able to take it in from three yards out to get the touchdowns for the Mustangs. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. Looks like
2: there's a lot of JVs that are going to be playing special teams here, too. Uh, it's probably the JV kickoff
1: return team here now going out. see who's back deep on this one here. Is it going to be Rothamal and Nate Allmuth dropping back? Jack Hahn will be far to the left. Nate Allmuth will be to the right on this return. They'll be the deep guys. And Aaron uh in, in the second line,
2: along with He. Yep. And I see Dominic Seiko's up front there.
1: Krakowski as well. And Tyler Dugan. It's a swift kick taken by the deep man, Hahn. He's on the return, going from left to right, trying to get to that wall. Takes it up inside of the 35 to the 40 and finally bounced out of bounds. And with that run, that ends the third quarter. We'll move to the fourth quarter after we flip sides of the field. Seals Grove Seals all over the Mustang. They lead 48-6. Let's take a break, come back, and give you the fourth quarter. This is Seals Grove Football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Watto Chiropractic. Spinal
12: decompression therapy can help you recover from disc-related pain, leg pain, mechanical
2: back pain, and sciatica. If you've been injured in a car accident at work, at home, or on the field, call Watto Chiropractic at 570-539-2600.
11: Or visit us on the web at wattochiropractic.com. We'll help you recover naturally.
0: Eagle107.com.
3: The,
1: uh, 21 the world. The in the- Welcome back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Getting ready for the fourth quarter with the Seals Grove Seals all over the Mustangs in this District 4 quad A semifinal game. Seals Grove leading 48-6. The Seals Grove will go on offense here. Shotgun formation, Meckley going in motion. He's going to get the call, the ball's on the turf. It's a scramble for it. It looks like the Mustangs are going to come away Ah. with it. Seals are going to try to run a
2: speed sweep there, uh, and that's kind of tough, especially with young guys, but uh, didn't quite get the handoff. We uh, we ran Travis Meckley, went into motion, and just didn't get the handoff from the quarterback. The mesh point was messed up there somewhere. So Midwest group, just
1: like that, will go back on offense. Have the ball on the Seals' 35-yard line after the fumble recovery. First down and 10, Seals Grove leading 48-6, to 6, clock running eleven twenty-nine to go in the game. Register drops back, looking down deep down the right sideline and going up and making the catch is the Mustangs receiver, number 12, that's Peachy, 5'8", 165 pounds. He's able to make the reception but hold up everything because there's a flag on the far side. And as they talk about that flag and Straighten some things out there. I want to remind you that the Steelers set to host the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday, starting with a kickoff at 1 on 100.9, the Valley and WVLY.com. That's Steelers football, all a part of the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation sports programming. What a face mask. Face mask against, against the, Steelers. the Steelers Grove Seals. Mark so that keep off. that reception so by the s- Midwest. Mustangs as Peachy went up and made the catch. He had to out the defender of the SEALs and made the catch and puts Midwest inside of the after they walk off the penalty, they mark it all the way down at the 10-yard line and inside the 10. So it'll be a first down goal to go for the Midwest Mustangs. 108 and counting. In the ball game, again the last updated. Jersey Shore was all over the Shikalimi Braves. Seals Grove, obviously winning this one, looking to get the victory. So next week they'll head to Thompson Street Stadium in Jersey Shore to take on the Bulldogs. reached are able to get rid of it. Intercepted. Going back the other way is Nate allman up the right sideline. Is that Meckley? Got to get a number, but he's into Midwest territory. Going to be chased from behind by Hunter. Roughly and knocked out of bounds as he's able to get inside of the Midwest Mustang 20-yard line, down to the 15-yard line for the seals.
5: Number 84, and it was
1: Amat stepped in front of the and pass and turned it the other way. It gives seals great field position after the interception. Heck of
2: a job by almighty it was a, kind of like a fade throw. The quarterback kind of laid it out there, and Ahmed just timed it right, got there, and, and picked it. I believe he was in the end zone when he caught that ball, wasn't Absolutely. he? Absolutely. Man, if he would have gone 100 yards on that, that would have been amazing. He got he had caught from behind, and he came down on, what, about the 14-yard uh, line? 14-yard line. So. That would have been more history we saw tonight. I, say,
1: I was going to go in the record book and say that would have been the first time ever in Seals Grove history that they'd have a interception uh, touchdown for over 99 yards and a rushing touchdown. But Almond um, was caught from behind, and boy, I bet his heart was racing as he was running up that right sideline looking for the touchdown there, but he was caught from behind by Hunter Wolfley, and we have a break in the action, so why don't we send it back to Matt, get some updated scores on other games going on around the Valley. Matt. Thank you, Pat. On our Blaze Alexander Ford out of town, a
13: scoreboard in the District 4, Class 4A semifinal. The other one, Jersey Shore, pulling away from Shikolemi. They are now in the mercy roll out of Thompson Street Stadium as well. 58-19 to 19 is the score there. And over on 100.9, the Valley, it is Loyal Sock on top, um, check that. It's uh, where we run on top of Lewisburg, 28-7. That is in the third quarter. Central Columbia now is one of our games we've been looking out for tonight, Pat. Central Columbia pulled away, now up 21 to nothing late in the third
1: quarter. We'll send it back to you for the rest of the fourth quarter. Appreciate that, Matt. Yeah, that Danville-Central Columbia game was uh, our Blaze Alexander-4 tough game of the week. And Central Columbia looks like they're going to get the win there. This is going to go to Jack Hawn off the right side. Couple yards, maybe two, second down and eight. As that offensive line trying to get in that room yeah, and see on, if the backup running back three can, three three can three put one in the end zone right here late in the ball game. Two yard pickup, second down and eight for the Seals. That was a lead right. That was a full back lead, um, right over the right guard. Uh tough play, we've got a couple of yards. Dean Hollombach came in tonight with two hundred and sixty-seven yards on 66 carries. An average of 4 yards a carry. Boy, he's blown that up big time here in the ball game and Our Coach it, Hicks just talked about that before the game. He wanted Dean to have a big night. He had one. Certainly did. Han gets the call again. Nothing there. Take it to the turf immediately. Number twenty-eight. Loss on the play of about four. It's going to need now a third down and twelve. Hey, want to stick around after the game? We'll have uh, interviews from down on the field. We'll get some updated scores around the valley. Final stats. Final game analysis from Dave Hess. Coming up after the game, we call it our Service Electric post-game, Cablevision post-game show here on Eagle One O Seven. Also, during our post-game show, we'll give you the Damn Health Center backbreaker play of the game. We've got a bunch of candidates here tonight, so you want to stick around, and we'll let you know what the Damn Health Center backbreaker play of the game. What? One thing my dad always told me in these games, and uh, I appreciated his advice, was no matter the game, no matter the situation, act as, as excited and animated no matter the circumstance, because there's people in the game right now that parents are listening grandparents are listening who don't get a lot of opportunities and they're looking for uh, the excitement that you would give in any other time in the game and i uh, try to live up to that as Hans going to get the call here try to spin away from a tackle look like there's some mix-up in the backfield and it's going to be a big loss on the play but again you know that was what my dad would tell me he said don't you know don't let up on your enthusiasm making the calls don't get away from the game just because there's backups and the game is decided there are people out there listening who want to hear their sons uh, make plays and runs and tackles. And their Kicks is he bringing out the starting offensive line? Well, he is. The gonna, are they gonna try a field goal? They're gonna oh. try a field goal. So they're Why running not? the field goal team out there. This is kind of stuff that see what you can do because, like you said, this is gonna be the and now Michael Mall is gonna be late to get out there. or they gonna have to call a timeout here because there's only two seconds. On the play clock, and they will. Ryan Allman was not on the field, so a little breakdown there. It's all about a teachable people. moment. you got to stay focused on what's going on in the game. You wanted to go a field goal, but the personnel were scattered throughout the sidelines and did not know they were going to go for a field goal.
2: Yeah, that's a tough thing. They've got to keep their heads in it, and they've got to be focused, and uh, they've got to be out there. When field goal is called, man, you better be with an earshot. You better get going. Uh, I like the idea here. Uh, give, your, give your kicker a a shot at him.
1: looks like what about a it's going to be a 42, 40 yard yeah, it's going to be about 43 yarder if 43 i can yard see yard where football. they had the ball going to be spotted down so you know you got to know this isn't you know trying to rub it up or uh, you know run up to score or anything no. you're trying to execute a play that could be a factor in a win or loss i mean last year we went to jersey shore we had to kick a 35 yard field goal to send it in overtime in that game a year ago so he sends out the kicker team and Looking for a good snap and see if Kyle Rule can kick a 43 yard field goal. Good snap, good hold, kick is up. It's not going to make it. going ah. to come up short as Kyle Rule, he had it straight down the middle, but was not able to get enough behind it, falls short. So it's going to be a turnover on downs back to the Midwest Mustangs after the missed field goal attempt by the Seals Grove Seal. But Seals leading 48 6, with 7.44 to go in the game
2: good try by Kyle Rule. Hey, I, You know what that's going to do? That's going to give him more experience, more confidence
1: when he gets out on the field next week so he can kick that game-winning field goal next week. Hey, tonight after the game, you can hear scores and highlights from across the region with Matt back in the studio, and we call it the Sunbury Motor Seals Game Night right here on Eagle 107, the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. I want to thank Matt for his work here tonight as our producer, filling in for best in the Biz. So Matt had a lot to live up to, but he uh, was taught well by Sean, and uh, he did a great job. We appreciate him stepping in and being the producer here tonight as the Seals Grove Seals are looking to put the final touches on their District 4 Quad A semifinal game here against the Midwest Mustangs. Second year in a row taking on the Mustangs' open-up district playoffs, and they'll return to Thompson Street Stadium next week for the district championship game, and, of course, Eagle 107 for the 11th season in a row. We'll follow wherever the Seals go. We are there as we are the voice of the Seals Grove Seals. And they're looking for district championship, and that will be next week. We'll start with the Seals game day at 6 o'clock, and we'll have the the Derek Hicks pregame show at 6.30, followed by the kickoff at 7 on Eagle 107. Midwest takes over. They have it first down and 10 at their own 20-yard line. Now we're going to have a flag on the play before we get this one started. Register was under center that time, but was not able to get the snap off before the flag was thrown. And Aiden Pryor is on the field
2: at right defensive tackle.
10: now. Kevin Gerhardt's
2: back out there on the defensive line again. Boy, he wears a football uniform very well, Kevin Gerhardt. He is a big kid. He's only a sophomore, six feet tall, 209 pounds. He looks good. Uh... We have Seiko back out there at, at the nose guard yeah, again. That,
1: that'll be a 15-yard He's a highly
2: spirited kid. I like him a whole lot. Quality kid comes from great people. I know his parents, wonderful people.
1: Derek Hicks was asking the explanation on that penalty as well, going against the Seals. Deepman man gets the call this time for the Mustangs off the left side pick up about two yards number 82 22. or s- yep 82 in on the stop that time for the Seals Grove Seals and that's Ryan Straub, Ryan Straub. he was yep. able to make the stop there mm-hmm. after the short pickup, second down and long for the Mustangs coming up on seven minutes to go here in the ball game, Seals Grove Seals leading 48-6 over the Mustangs. And Connor Grove replaced Dean Hollenbach at uh, cornerback. He'll be here on the left side playing at corner position. Meckley playing the safety position. Breacher takes a stop, two-step drop, look on the slant going to the right side. In and out of the intended receiver's hands. Connor Grove thought might have had an opportunity for interception there as it went through the intended receivers hands and looked like it might have deflected off Connor as well, but it falls incomplete third down and long That was a good effort by Connor. That was that came he almost had a pick As you said, Connor's here on the left Ryan Almit has, excuse me, Nate Almit with the interception on that last possession on the defense for the Seals and Was able to take it from the end zone all the way deep into Midwest territory as mustangs third down and long quick pitch this time goes off to the right on the carry that time number 19 for the midwest mustangs and he tries to get off to the right and not able to get much as he's going to be short of a first down probably four down territory for the midwest mustangs he's Here able to get 19,
15: it 19. and that was a
1: dive
2: left pitch at eight 16-100. they just ran where they take the dive left and pitch the tailback back coming to the right
1: That was Schleif on the carry that time.
2: Yeah, Schleif. And uh, this is Connor. Connor Grove had a
1: great tackle on that play. Schleif will split out to the right as its quarterback keeper this time is Register staying in there, and he gets the first down battling. So Schleif was able to set that one up, a fourth and one, and Register is able to finish it off with the run to take it out to the 47-yard line for the Mustangs. First down and 10 for the Midwest Mustangs. Register turns, going to keep it off the left side, Try to get out to the edge, cuts under Jack Hahn, and it's going to be finished off by Straub, able to hit him, and also number 22 for the sealless Grove Seals on the stop, and that's Tyler Dugan, a junior, 5'8", 170 pounds on the big hit, after Register faked it to the deep man, went off to the left, but, Straub and Dugan able to get to him. Short pickup, second down and eight for the Mustangs. And Zihan, he is playing outside backer. He he did a
2: very good job of turning that play in. Midwest tried to run the ball to the left. Zihan he turned
1: it in for the rest of the defense to get there. Great job by him. Good play by the Seals defense on that one. Second down and long. 4-15 to go here in the ball game. Seals Grove leading 48-6. Register drops back. Look it down the right sideline. It's got a man out there coming over and make the play. It's Meckley from his safety position, able to get there and knock it away. Meckley came a long way.
2: That was fast a fast fade, fade fast down fast the right fast sideline. Fast Meckley came from fast midfield fast and got there and deflected it, got
1: knocked the ball away from the receiver.
2: Super job.
1: Aiden Pryor into the game for the Seals, number 70, playing that right tackle position. Mm-hmm. And as you talk about, Gearhart's in the game playing on the yep. left side there so great to see these guys settle in here Love defensively it. playing well here on this third down and nine play for the mustangs
2: these are very important people here these are the future see- these are the seals of the future man these are great kids
1: pre-sure under center takes the snap gives it to the deep man going up to the left side gets to the sideline in a first down pickup for the mustangs and there's going to be a flag thrown in there meckley was able to get to the running back and might have bumped him when he stepped out of bounds and got
5: a flag, though, flag on the play. And their flags
1: are being thrown by the official there on the end of that run.
2: Wow, there are a
3: lot of flags here. Jeez, it's a personal foul called against the Seals Grove
1: Seals. I I, I never so think that uh, officials were coming out with the intent on trying to dominate the game with flags, especially against my home-standing seal and Grove Seals, but that's the feel I'm kind of getting. I, I'm getting that feel for this group, too. and it, was, it really bothers me. It was just a bump out of bounds. I mean, even just if he a was out of bounds, slight, it was like... Yeah, I mean, it was like a just a slight bump and happen. two guys running to a play, and, boy, they throw a personal foul penalty. These are kids. I mean, they're, they're doing a great job out there. Our Seals are playing hard. First down and 10. Reached under pressure. Going to throw it. It's nice. intercepted, it, and that's going to he intercepted the middle linebacker, was able to step up, and that's Tyler Dugan, yep. the junior. And he fell to his knees or else he was thinking, I'm taking it the other way. A pick by Tyler Dugan. Great job. And he comes off to an ovation and then is told to get back out there. <laughs> <Tyler Dugan. laughs> he, he thought they were celebrating with him, and they're telling him, no, 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 get back out there. <laughs> Great job, Tyler. <laughs> He's awesome going to play man. on offensive side. That was comical. That He's was coming great. off. Guys are celebrating. He thinks they're all ready to greet him on the sideline, and they're telling him, no, 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 turn around and get back out there. Get out.
2: <laughs> Good for you, Tyler.
1: Fogarty, the center. will snap it to Grove. Two wide receivers, one to each side. I formation. Going to go to the deep man. Gets a call. Nothing there. Blown up in the backfield. Loss of yardage on the play. to go. Dave's going to make his way down on the field, catch up with Coach Derek Hicks, also a couple players. And uh, Seals Grove dominated this one right from the start. Pulled away, leading 41-0 at halftime. They end up winning this one 48-6 as it stands right now with under two minutes to go in the game. Seals Grove going to advance in the District 4 championship game as they'll take on the Jersey Shore Bulldogs next week from Thompson Street Stadium. Stick around for the Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show. Fullback gets the call this time, gets to the 20-yard line, and that's going to be it. That's Tyler Dugan. That's why they told him, you got to get back out there. You're going to get a call here. And he does as he takes it for a short pickup to to the 30-yard line. 1.25 to go in the game. (laughs) Scrove. Did exactly what you needed and do is come out and dominate Able to get a lot of guys in a lot of backups into the game here for most of the second half High formation again behind Grove turns gives it to the deep man off to the right, that's Han, and he's going to spin out of some tackles. They're going to blow the play dead when he was trying to spin out of the last there tackle there. The last but it's going to be a fourth down here for the Seals Grove Seals with just 42 seconds to go in the ball game. Seals Grove Seals will advance to the District 4 Quad 8 championship game here tonight.
17: Well, number 23,
1: Dean Hollenbach will kick this one away. He'll let the play clock run down under five before asking for the snap here. And it's at five now. Gets the snap, good one. And now there's going to be a stoppage in play here as a timeout's going to be taken by Derek Hicks. They're grand, again, remind you stick around for the Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show. Dave has made his way towards the field. We're going to catch up with Coach Derek Hicks, get a couple players to chit chat with, and get their perspective on this win by the Sealands Grove Seals. The Seals were approved to seven and four as they bounce back again after a loss last week. They're able to come here tonight and get a dominating performance against the Midwest Mustangs. Midwest Mustangs will finish the season at four and seven as Brad Hatter in his second year as the head coach of the Seals Grove Seals as he'll, his overall record will fall to nine and twelve. Again, we we'll remind you, Sean Carey will bring you afternoon of classic rock on Eagle 107. He starts with the seven song superset every hour and it cranks up the rock and roll with a five o'clock attitude adjustment for the for Sunbury Broadcasting Eagle 107. Dean Hollenbach kicks it away. Nice high punt goes away for the return man and bounces right into a Midwest Mustang who is able to secure the ball. Gets hit by three guys and he's fortunate to hold on to it. That was Everett Wilson. But with that play, that ends the ball game. The Steelers grow seals. Advance to the District 4 Quad A Championship game as they'll take on the Jersey Shore Bulldogs next week. The teams are meeting at midfield for the traditional handshake. Dave will make his way down on the field, check in with Coach Derek Hicks, and get some players for the victorious Sealers Grove Seals all coming up. After this break, as we'll bring you the Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show. This is Seals Grove Seals Football, presented by Sealas Grove Ford on Eagle 107 at Eagle107.com. On
9: as an active person, you might try ignoring a painful injury. But why? Quick treatment can lead to quick recovery. Our team of sports medicine providers at UPMC Susquehanna offer personalized care at each visit. Don't let an injury keep you from the active life you enjoy. Sports Medicine at UPMC Susquehanna. Call 570-321-2020.
5: know you go to dq when you think blizzard but hey
11: fans how about some food fan food mix and match your favorite two for four dollars super snack with cheeseburger small sundae pretzel sticks with zesty queso and soft drink
5: tell the whole stadium fan food before the game after the game and everywhere in between dairy queen roots 11 and 15 on the strip sealants Grove. go seals go dq fan food not fast food Weaver's Tire Service in Northumberland supports Sealands Grove Seals football and all athletes. Because like sports teams, Weaver's Tire's customers come from all over. And to prove it this season, tell Weaver's you heard this commercial on Seals football. No matter where you live, and you get a super sports special. I don't know what it is. See Weaver's for details. They've got tires, passenger and commercial to farm, service, oil changes and inspection to repair, and two road crews to bring home the win. Weaver's Tire Service, Route 11, Northumberland. Weaverstires.com and on Facebook.
0: Eagle 107 is W.E.G.H. Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealance Grove Seals football.
13: The Sealance Grove Seals moving on to the District 4 Class 4A championship game. Next week, they'll be heading out to Thompson Street Stadium to take on the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. We'll have a full recap of those games, plus other scores and highlights from around the Valley. Week 1 of the Postseason coming up on Sunbury Motors Game Night here on Eagle 107 but first we we begin the Service Electric Cablevision post game show as the Seals get the win tonight 48 to 6 over Midwest in their District 4 for a semifinal game. We'll send it back out to Pat and Dave in just one sec but a quick look at the Aubrey Alexander out of out of town scoreboard as I mentioned before Jersey Shore just pounding Chicoleme. It is 72 to 19 late in the third quarter still out at Thompson Street Stadium. Of course, Grove gets the win here today, setting up next week's championship game once again. And 3A play in the District 4 quarterfinals there. Montoursville, a 42-0 win against Shemokin. They will take on Warrior Run next week as Warrior Run defeats Lewisburg 28-7 to on 100.9. The Valley will have those highlights coming up in a little bit. Loyal Soccer, 38-0 win against Mifflinburg. And they will be taking on Central Columbia, it looks like, as Central Columbia is still leading Danville Twenty-one to nothing in the fourth quarter. That game was a only a three-nothing game at the half, and they have pulled away since then. We have our double A quarter quarterfinals. That'll be all tomorrow, and to, back to tonight. District four Class A semifinals. Cannon with a twenty-four-seven li- win over South Williamsport, and they'll like the winner between Muncie and Sayer. Last time we had a score update, it was twenty-twenty in the third quarter. And actually, we just got an update. The Shikolemi-Jersey Shore game is now heading to the fourth, still at 72-19. to Eastern Conference 1A 2Y final. Northwest area gets the win over Montgomery, 32-7. We'll have the rest of our score updates all night long at Eagle107.com. But back now to Pat and Dave with the Service Electric Cablevision Post Game Show from Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field, talking to the Victoria Seals, winning it over Midwest 48-6. to Pat. Well, let's not waste any time. Let's go down to Dave. And this is Dave Hess
2: downfield. the field. Uh, The final score is Seals Grove Seals 48 and the Midwest Mustang 6. I am here with the new record holder for the longest run from scrimmage in the history of Seals Grove football, Dean. Dean, tell us about that play. What
3: happened? Um, The line blocked really well. I got to the outside, and Josh blocked really well, too, and that's what made me score. And you have. Stiff
2: arm on the thirty-five yard line that sent that kid flying, man. Do you practice stiff arm? Is that something that just comes naturally for you? We practice it. You do. You do a heck of a job, man. Uh, Dean, we we I, I talked uh, to coach before the game, and he said he had a big breakout night for you. Did you expect the same? Because you had one.
3: Um, I did, but I didn't think that well.
2: Hey, congratulations, Dean. I, I couldn't be proud to be an announcer for you. Great job. Good luck against uh, against Jersey Shore next week, buddy. Thank you. Yep. Now I'm here with the one and only Ryan Amit, one of the toughest dudes I've ever seen wear a Seals uniform. Unbelievable
17: tonight, Ryan. What do you think? Great game, great win. Uh, everyone did their jobs. Line blocked really well tonight. Danny had a good game. Just
2: put everything together. And he wow. had a spectacular game. A Great great job offensively. You had your first touchdown catch, right, of the year. Do you have any last year, anything like that? Uh, no. Can you tell us about that play? Uh, just me and Wyatt both ran seams. Yes. Safety bit down on Wyatt, and I was just wide open. Good answer. That was perfect. That's exactly what happened. That's what I saw. And uh, great job on special teams tonight. I saw you on kickoff cover. Is there ever a time when you don't come when you come off the field?
17: Uh, punt.
2: <laughs> punt. Punt. Okay. Hey. Uh, good luck next week. Uh, we're expected district championship, buddy. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Okay. The athletic director just told me I'm not allowed to interview him. (laughs) I think he meant that
10: guy over there, not you Derek. This is
2: Coach S. I'm here with Derek Hicks tonight after the big win, forty
18: eight to six over the Midwest Mustangs. Coach, what do you think? Uh, a lot of good things right now. You know, the the kids came out. We talked before the game that uh, there were some games we were favored that I thought we we left teams hang around. Well, uh, my challenge to them all week was let's get out, take care of it right from play one. And uh, they certainly responded, did a great job, great first half, great second quarter. And, uh, you know, the young guys got some time in the second half and played well. Oh, they sure did. And, and Coach,
2: it could not have been a, a better finish to a game tonight than to see a uh, uh, the team come together like that and get a great win, and I, I think you're you're sitting pretty for the district championship
18: game now, Coach. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, going up to Jersey Shore, I'm sure it's going to be a mud bowl, uh, re- regardless of weather here, because uh, that field by this time of year is pretty well tore up. But you know what? We, we I told the kids we've won district championships there before, and let's do it again this year.
2: Now, there's rumor, Coach, that they already got the fire trucks out and they're going to have that field watered down this week. What do you think? Uh, I wouldn't be shocked. Just good, just joking, just joking, coach.
18: Uh, congratulations! I think you're in a good spot now. God bless you. We've been waiting for this game all year long, absolutely. yeah. since week two, I told the kids, you know, it's not often in life you get a do over, and we got a do over,
1: yes,
2: sir. All right, good luck, coach. Thank you,
1: yep. appreciate that. Back down, yep, thanks, Dave. Down on the field, checking in with Dean Hollenbach. What a night for Dean Hollenbach and also Ryan Allman again, Seals Grove wins this one forty eight to six they got up forty one nothing at halftime got a touchdown to start the second half and would finish off forty eight to six midwest was able to get a touchdown late with a lot of subs and a fortunate of a fumble they took it in for a score to avoid the shut up at seals grow wins this one forty eight to six welcome to the service electric cable vision post game show here from harold l bullock memorial field Of course Dave Hess pat o'brien and zach showers our producer matt back at the studio seals grove gets the win 48-6 so when you have a game like we had tonight there's a lot of candidates for the schmokin damn health center backbreaker play of the game but i don't think there could be any one better than the 99 yard touchdown run by dean hollenbach seals grove at their one yard line now you remember Teague Hoover intercepted the ball in the end zone, ran to the right, went back to the left, tried to get uh, a big return after the interception, was fortunate to fall out of the end zone at the one-yard line. Seals Grove had a penalty, so they had to move it half the distance to the goal. And a short play later, a deep pitch went to Dean Hollenbach off the right side. He took it up. 2-35, To the 35, knocked over defender as Dave talked about and Dean uh, referred to in the interview. And then it was about speed up the right sideline as he took it for 99 yards for the touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals. At that point, the Seals Grove Seals. Led 41 to nothing, so that's the Shemokadam Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Shemoka Dam Health Center and Workplace Injury Institute offering medical care, chiropractic care, rehabilitation, and more. Call 570-743-43. Three three for an appointment. That's a Schmokadam health center backbreaker play of the game. This is the Service Electric Cable Vision post game show. We're gonna take a break. Come back. Give you the stats, been handed to me by our stat man Zach Showers, and take a look at the impressive numbers as the Seals Grove Seals wins this one over the Midwest Mustangs, forty-eight to six, and advance to the District Four Quad A Championship game next week. Again, this is the Service Electric Cable Vision post game show here on Eagle One Hundred Seven at Eagle107.com. It's time for the Seals Post
0: Game Show, sponsored by Service Electric Cable Vision. Once again, here are Pat O'Brien
16: and Dave To travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, Tri-County Tag, your local Dot partner can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Tri-County Tag Service, Hummel's Wharf is your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work, and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line or a appointment, Tri-County Tag Service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road and Pennsylvania Avenue in Hummels Wharf. State and service fees apply.
17: Your exciting new TV experience is here. TiVo from Service Electric Cablevision is smarter, faster, and easier to use. With live TV, recordings, video on demand, and streaming apps all in a single place. When you're looking for something new, TiVo's recommendations are tailored to you. Voice-powered personalized results help you find what you want faster. And you can experience the unlimited potential of smart home the new experience from tivo is here call secv today or visit secv.com/tivo to learn more
11: You know fall is the perfect time to take a day trip to visit the many local and New York wineries, breweries, sporting events, and much more. And the professional chauffeurs at Central PA Limousine and Car Service will help make it a day to remember. Choose from their fleet of luxury sedans, custom-built limousines, or shuttle vehicles that can seat up to 27 passengers. Like Sealands Grove Football, experience excellence in motion with Central PA Limousine and Car Service. For details, call Central PA Limousine and Car Service at 570-556-4777 or visit cpalimoride.com.
0: Eagle
1: 107. Welcome back to Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show. As Dave Hess has made his way from down on the field where he's able to check in with Dean Hollenbach and also with Ryan Ahmet and, of course, head man coach Derek Hicks. As Seals Grove wins this one 48-6 over the Midwest Mustangs and you know, Dave, I always like, uh, even, you, you know, when Ryan would run down on the field, and it's always a different perspective. You get kind of what guys are chit chatting about, how they're feeling about certain things, what's the feel about getting ready to move on to, you know, next week's game against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. And, you know, and it, it just ends up, Give it just a different, you know, the different perspective from down on the field that we yeah. could possibly get yeah. from up here in the booth. Uh, so, you know, I'm sure there was a lot of excitement down there. I'm, I'm sure they're happy, but you got to turn that focus to what the ultimate goal is now, and that's the district championship game. And we did. I talked
2: to Derek about that, and and the guys, and uh, they're pumped. And I, I can tell you, there could not have been a better preparation for next week than what they just got tonight. Big confidence boost. I uh, it. it the intensity level down there is is sky high there's there's happiness there's there's obvious celebration but bad they are focused on next
1: week and that's a good thing and like you said t- said to him it's been a long time waiting this was the plan after the jersey shore loss at jersey shore thirty six nothing and in week two the focus was getting better and getting ourselves prepared for a potential run back at uh, district championship game potentially against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs and that's exactly where we are after the Seals Grove Seals beat Midwest tonight 48 to 6 the last updated score we had on the on the Jersey Shore was I think it was like 79 to 19 in the third quarter uh, It's just ending the third quarter getting ready quarter. to the fourth quarter. Absolutely. So they are doing what they need to do up there 72 to 25 is uh, the score up there at Thompson Street cow. Stadium. So right now the Seals Grove Seals, though, their focus is about going up there and uh, you know avenging a second-week loss against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Take a look at the stats handed to me by our stat man, and I appreciate Matt Catrillo. He updated me on that score of the Jersey Shore game. People listening want to hear that, so I appreciate that. Uh, Right up to the minute. Updated score as Jersey Shores all over the Shikalimi Braves. But our stats here are given to me again by our stat man, Zach Showers. The overall number, Sealsgrove wins 48 to 6. They out first down Midwest 14 to 9 in the rushing department led by Dean Hollenbach. Sealsgrove put up 290 yards rushing to just 37 yards by the Midwest Mustangs, passing game Seals Grove just 87, as the Midwest Mustangs had 96. So overall, the total yards Seals Grove impressive 377 total yards to just 133 to the Midwest Mustangs. Penalties an issue, and a lot of them came late when you started getting second tier guys in there. But that's no excuse. The focus has to be there. You got to be mentally prepared for your opportunity. As Seals Grove ended with 12 penalties for 120 yards to Midwest six penalties for 40 yards. Sealsgrove fumbled the ball 3 times tonight. Midwest threw four interceptions had one fumble. Sealsgrove's interception by Hoover Hallenbach's long run Nate Armit also had an interception and uh, Tyler Dugan got in as well. Indeed, like we said, Hollebach had that impressive interception going down the right sideline and then Dugan who came in late, got the interception as he fell to the knee. So the four interception by the seal and Grove Seals. Individual numbers for the Midwest Mustangs. Register seven for 26, 96 yards. And uh, those previously mentioned four interceptions. His main target tonight, Wolfley, four catches, 55 yards. Registered just two catches. 25 yards for midwest in the rushing department their fullback Lawver seven carries for 27 yards and a touchdown wolfley eight carries for minus 14 yards register five carries for just seven yards now looking at seals Grove into visual numbers as we continue with the service electric cable vision post game show seals Grove winning 48 to six this one It's uh, in the rushing department, Dean Hollenbach, 11 carries, 165 yards and three touchdowns. Nate Schoen ended up with 77 yards and a touchdown on six carries. Ryan Allman, two touchdown runs, and he ended up with 46 yards on just six carries for the Seals Grove Seals. In the passing department, Danny shot four for five, 87 yards and a touchdown. Uh, through to three different guys here tonight. Nyland two catches, 32 yards. Metzger had a beautiful catch to overcome a third down and about 30, as he was able to make the catch on and go 31 yards. So he had one catch for 31 yards. Ryan Almond had one catch as well, but it led to a 24-yard touchdown reception by the Sealins Grove Seals. So again, Sealins Grove wins tonight, 48 to six over the Midwest Mustangs. Dave, your final thoughts of what we saw here tonight and how it preps preps prepares us for the jersey shore game next
2: week without question everything came together tonight for the seals and like i said before it could not have been a better situation for us and it happened at the correct time because we now we've just got to polish and we've got to get ready for um for jersey shore and without question um these kids are focused just if i was just down in the field with that team they're focused they are ready to get it on right now with jersey shore so this is set up a tremendous match for this coming Friday,
1: and I cannot wait to get there. And it's going to happen next week, as I say. We'll follow them there up to Thompson Street Stadium as the Seals grow seals. We'll look for district gold against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Well, that's been Service Electric Cable Vision post game show. Remember, each week you can hear. Bucknell Bison football on Eagle 107 with Doug Birdsong. Kevin Hurd starting with the Bison buildup on Eagle 107. Next week, the Seals take on the Jersey Shore Bulldogs at Thompson Street Stadium. Catch Seals game day with me, Pat O'Brien. Dave has starting at 6. The Derek Hicks pregame show, 6.30, followed by the kickoff at 7 on Eagle 107. Again, the final score as we wrap up the Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show. Seals Grove wins this one 48-6. For Zach Showers, our stack guy, Matt Cotrillo, our producer, and Dave S. This is Pat O'Brien saying thanks for joining us for tonight's Seals football game on Eagle 107. Up next, scores and highlights from across the region with Matt Cotrillo and the Sunbury Motor Seals game night right here on Eagle 107 and the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.